What's hey, up, fuckers? fuckers. <laughs> 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 okay, well, as you can tell, we have finally got some guests over here. We have a fucking asshole, Drew Gaines. <laughs> That's the perfect introduction. Not the worst thing I've been called. No, it's not. Today. <laughs> Give time to the rest of this podcast and we'll get more. But yeah, we have Drew Game and we have... How do you want to be introduced? Go for it. The mouth that goes down south, Will Clark. <laughs> you asked for that. I mean... And don't forget, I mean, since it's going to follow Will everywhere anyway, oh, we also have Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can kiss my ass. Uh, well, I guess we're doing this much. by ourselves. Okay, so it's... Uh, it's the mouth going down south with cocks and ass kissing. So, twenty twenty. You, okay. you can already tell what kind of episode this is going to be. So, yeah, uh, let's go to commercial. While we try to catch our breath from this audio orgy, we will uh, take a short break and we will be right back. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Emily? What's up, Peppers? <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to say fuckers, just so y'all know. Yeah, nobody will. She me. was begging to say it, but you know, we're we're, we're good people. We're good parents. Oh, that's, mm. okay. <laughs> I'm just a bad influence. I'm sure they can tell. By the Will's podcast. the best influence. All right, yeah, you're, all right. You're absolutely. I'm a horrible influence. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Dinner and a podcast, and we forget dinner. <laughs> All right, welcome to the uh, <laughs> welcome to the Turn the Buckle podcast. I am Jason Hampton, Josh Cox, Will Clark, Rebecca Game, Lady Hampton, Daughter Hampton. Uh, we got kind of a full house tonight, but that's all good, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for the time that the three girls stay with us in here, because, you know, we record Jennifer's stuff, and then she leaves and goes to do her own thing, the stuff she, you know, really likes to do instead of hanging out with us dumbasses. <laughs> yep. Well, she had to come back this week because God knows we went completely off the rails last week. <laughs> and we got a message, which I will put in here from Justin, talking about how, you know... Humble She's the best part of the show, and how, the how she sexy I am, and how you know he just loves to hear my voice. We get it. Yeah, one of them kind of things. Like yes, Rebecca's eating one of my popsicles. I understand. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's doing dessert in a podcast. Too. Uh, They're small. My fluff is Yep. That was That's not, my child. That was not our 12-year-old. That is my it child. Was not. <laughs> that was the line to y'all. I'm a screw cell, folks. Yeah, we'll go get some more sun drop. It's really good. Don't do that, Josh. Hey, we don't have a sponsorship with them. Shut the fuck up. You're Maybe I can talk them into a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to get some moon drop. Moon drop? The fuck? Okay, uh, I'm sure you can tell there was a little bit of difference at the start of the podcast this week. Uh... Saturday was it Saturday? Yes. 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 Saturday was a year ago that uh, our brother, best friend, 
father, mm-hmm. uh, life coach, surrogate, Role bad model. influential uncle. <laughs> Bad influential <laughs> uncle, yeah. Role model. Alcohol connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, then he passed vodka away. Connoisseur. Vodka connoisseur. Yeah. But it's a year since he's passed away. It doesn't seem like it. We still mm-hmm. bring his name up like, hey, we need to go get him to help us do something all the time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, I forget. I like. I totally forget that he is not here. It shouldn't have And I don't know how that I forget that he's not here. Like... And I'm sure you do, being his daughter. Like, I get it. But being just as close as we were, like, I don't know. This is a guy who, when we had COVID, came and sat in his car, socially distant away from us, just so we can have human contact. I was going to show, because we're all about to kill each other. But he also tried to show us his junk, so. Tried to. He exposed you. (laughs) Fully. Fully exposed you, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Drew Game OnlyFans, it's still up, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, so's hers. He would always come to your house and flip over the pillows. <laughs> he was always doing you something. You, yeah, you did a lot of that stuff too. No, I'm completely innocent. Stacking, oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> stacking deck chairs on top of each other and everything. Hey, that was, that some, is impressive, by the way. We got some pretty high towers. Like, yeah, that, that was really good. Front. Oh, those were awesome. Yeah, I'm shocked I didn't turn Especially the Especially the lawn chairs, which is impossible to stack. Oh, up. that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. <laughs> <laughs> Back on track. But uh, um, yeah, we wanted to start off with a little different thing. So uh, the first time Drew was ever, Drew and Will both were on the podcast. <laughs> we went ahead and put the opening of that at the start of the show this week. Just to, you know, hear his voice again. And I haven't heard his voice in so long. I haven't listened to a podcast in forever. Oh, it's I haven't crazy. listened to a podcast, but you know, people post videos of, of him wrestling on Facebook, and I open them, and I don't know. Hearing his voice is like bone chilling. It's a it's a complete shock. No. Yeah, he he talked over me on that one. As soon as I hit the button, <laughs> he just yells, "Hey, fuckers!" <laughs> I was tempted. But I, I did that the first time I was on here. So you did. Sometimes you just need to hear his voice. Sometimes it's just... Sometimes... I know he's not here, but I'll call him. And I, it always says the number you've dialed is not in service. And it's just... And every once in a while when I... It's a, Every once in a while I just think of to call him. Yeah. Like, it just remembering he's not here. Then, it's, you know, after I watch, remember he's not here, and I cannot call him. We've done that. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've opened Messenger to shoot him a message, and then I'm like, fuck. Go on, werewolf. Well, yeah, I just, I just got Snapchat not too long ago, and he's still in my contact, so it still <coughs> pops up, you know, every now and then. Add Drew Game to your. Right. Mm-hmm. Tiger, get down. <laughs> get down, Tiger. <laughs> tiger, Tiger. But yeah, uh, we're going to take a quick break right here. Uh, gather ourselves, take a deep breath, and uh, we'll be right back with the news of the week and uh, all the stupid ass shit that happened on the draft. So sit tight. We'll be right back, guys. All right, and we are back. Uh, still haven't read on the commercial. 
You leaving? I'm going to visit Julie, but I didn't know we were recording more. Oh, it's the news part. This is not where we join. This is the part that Jennifer goes in there for, or Lady Hampton goes in there for because she doesn't like that part. That should be edited out, folks. No, it ain't going to be edited out. We don't, we don't edit. You'll hear that later. I'll be back shortly because I'm kidnapping her. And yeah, we'll be back. Okay, we'll okay. see y'all here in a minute. See you a little bit. Be careful. Drive safe. Wear your seatbelt. I uh, still haven't redone that commercial, but, you know. I'm it's never going to get redone. No. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to write out a script for all of us for next time, and we're, we'll redo it together. we got to have some crazy shit in between, though. Have you heard the commercial? It's kind of crazy as it is. Basically, I tell people, I can do a podcast. You can probably do a better one, so do your own fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, so this is SmackDown and all of this is Raw. Yeah. Okay. So we had the draft. So we had the draft. What the fuck ever. Uh, Raw got all these people. <laughs> SmackDown got a whole lot less people. All right, next. Moving on. <laughs> no, uh, seriously though. Uh, they split up the New Day again. Fuck you guys. Fucking dead matches. You had an amazing setup with all the matches you could have had. You didn't even write the new day over here. You didn't write the new day. <laughs> new day. Kofi and Woods. I forget to write new day. <laughs> because it's not the new day. It's Kofi and Woods. Then why did you say new day five seconds ago? Because he didn't write any of it down. Anyways. Uh, okay, I'm going to go through this pretty fast. I wish I was a micro-machine guy. You remember that guy? He could talk fast <laughs> as a motherfucker. Or auctioneer guy. Hey, Rock got better than a little soul. No, uh, yeah, seriously, true. though. Uh, Rock got Big E, Bianca, RK-Bro, Edge, uh, Nikki, almost a superhero, almost a superhero, Ash, uh, Andrea Ripley, Keith Lee, the Bearcat. Okay. Uh, the Mysterios, Austin Theory, Nia Jax, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Is that the TV series? Reggie, Zelina Vega, Akira Tozawa, Alpha Academy, uh, R-Truth, John Morrison, Dewdrop, T-Bar. Hopefully T-Bar goes back to Dijakovic. Yes, well he did post on Twitter. He said, okay, I guess I'm alone. Peace dries. Uh, Let's hope. Apollo and the big tall commander guy. Aziz. That's... The big tall commander guy. Uh, <laughs> Becky, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, uh, Styles and Omos, Kevin Owens, uh, Street Profits, Finn Balor, Gimp Cross, uh, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and Gable Stevenson. Which I'm sorry, I know he's new to this, but he's going to get a lot of flack. It's bullshit. The guy's not even trained, and he's already getting drafted to Raw. <laughs> I mean, Should come not. the fuck on. Take it a step at a time. You already, like, signed him. You already signed him to some contract, exclusive rights contract, meaning you can't pay the guy. Yes. Yes, he is under contract but can't get paid because he's still an NCAA athlete. So if he was to get paid as a contracted sports person... Uh, he would forfeit his amateurism for 
NCAA and he couldn't he couldn't compete. And the whole reason you revamped NXT to begin with was to bring down new stars that could hopefully main event WrestleMania one day. That's fucking him right there. Why didn't you put him in NXT? I mean, it's probably not him, but that's where he huh. should be is NXT. Anyways. They're just trying to be like, ah, oh, he's a gold medalist. I mean, that's the only thing. How many times are we going to get him compared to Kurt Angle? Too fucking many. And how much is he going to equate, equate to Kurt Angle? Not at all. Probably not at all. Kurt Angle is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Ah. SmackDown. You must have missed the picks they made on SmackDown because you don't have Charlotte on here either. Um, I just went through one of the random lists that was... Okay, well, SmackDown... And this isn't a complete list because who really gives a shit... Uh, Aaliyah, Tony Storm, Drew Gulak, Mace, uh, Ali and Mansoor, The Usos, uh, Sasha, Nakamura and Rick Boogs, Sheamus, Shayna, Zia Lee, The Viking Raiders, Ricochet, uh, Hector Garzo and Humberto Carrillo, Cesaro, Ridge Holland, Sami Zayn, uh, Kofi and Woods, they kept Roman, they got Charlotte, they've got... Whoever the fuck else they actually drafted. Uh, so, let me just say, this is fucking stupid. Majority of the people that kept on the same brands or the people that they were that had the main storylines on the brand, they just switched both of them on the same brand so they're going to continue the same storylines on to a different brand. So, it's yeah. fucking pointless. At least Priest and Sheamus is done. That's true. Do we get the bar back? No. I hope not. Oh, yeah, I forgot Cesaro went to SmackDown. Yep. He was already on SmackDown. He yeah. just stayed the same. Oh. And, the, and the rule that they had, what, explain the, what was the rule they had, because that made no fucking sense to me. Okay, apparently what they did, they split the roster in half. Right. Uh, half the roster would could be drafted the first night. The other half could be drafted the second night. Okay. So for every one pick, SmackDown got Raw got two? Or was it every one... No, they went one for one this year. I think they did the two to one a couple years ago. Uh, And they did the whole stupid shit. You can either pick the tag team and keep it together, or you could pick one member and split it up again. I mean, the Street Profits, uh, Bianca went to Raw, so you knew at least uh, Montez. Montez was going to Raw because they try to keep couples together. Yeah. And then they do the draft, and yet nothing takes effect until after Crown Jewel. Yeah. So, if that was the case, why not do Crown Jewel and then do the draft after? Exactly. Because you've already got it now. Charlotte's got to drop her belt. Or they just flop titles like the tag titles did that one year. Becky's got to drop hers. Well, they just swap. If you remember last year at the draft... The tag teams. New Day were the champs on one. Street Profits were the champs on the other. They got drafted to opposite brands, and they just swapped titles. Well, I mean, you've got the triple threat at Crown Jewel, so Sasha could just win, and Becky and Bianca go to Raw. And then whoever the fuck Charlotte's facing. That's the thing. Charlotte's not going to face anybody before then. Then she can lose it on Raw. 
Well, they probably did because they wanted to get 16 world titles. 16 women's titles. And, get 12. it also makes no sense because Dewdrop and Shayna Baszler just had a big stare down on Raw last night. And now they're on different brands. And now they're on different brands. You notice who did not get drafted? Who? Eva Marie. Because she fucking <laughs> sucks. And that's another thing. It's like, if you if you wasn't in the first uh, first pool and you didn't get drafted, you get to pick your own brand. You're a no, free agent. If you were in the first pool but didn't get drafted, oh. you're a free agent. If you were in the second pool and didn't get drafted, you're a free agent. Gotcha. That makes so, I mean, we're going to go through and we're not going to know who any of the fucking... People that was in that pool was. I mean, is there a list somewhere? This was pool A, this was pool B? I haven't seen one. Uh, Brock Lesnar's quote, a free agent, so where's he going to show up? Is he going to go to Raw? Is he going to stay on SmackDown and do the whole shit with Roman? He'll probably do both, for God's sakes. I don't think so. I mean, it's just... They they don't think things through, and then when they have time and they can work through something, they fat <coughs> they push it too. Fast. They don't do it, and they try to rush it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, like the new day in the bloodline match that could have been a Survivor Series match. But not even that. If we just stay with the draft, the stuff's not going to go into effect until after Crown Jewel. They were still finalizing draft plans with nobody knowing who was going where the day of the draft, Friday and Monday. I mean, they should have got everybody together, got a set roster, who knew who was going here, knew who was going there, and they should have done that shit right then. They should have had everything set instead of last minute, oh, well, we'll do this here, this here, this there. So according to this website, that website. There's the men's roster for Raw. Big E, Orton, Riddle, Edge, Keith Lee, Mysterio, Dominic, Austin Theory, Lashley, Rollins, Priest, Styles, Almas, Owens, Montez Ford, Dawkins, Balor, Cross, Gable Stevenson, Drake Maverick, Reggie, Akira Tozawa, Chad Gable, Otis, R-Truth, Morrison, T-Bar, Cruz, Aziz, Ziggler, Rude, Jackson Riker, Veer, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and The Miz. The women is Bianca, Rhea, Nikki, Becky, Alexa, Carmella, Nia, Zelina, Dewdrop, Dana, Liv, Mia Yim, Tamina, and Tegan Knox. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so then SmackDown, you've got Roman, Drew, Kofi, Xavier, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Isaiah Scott, Ashanti Adonis, Top Dollar, Jeff Hardy, The Usos, Nakamura, Boogs, Sheamus, Eric, Ivar, Ricochet, Garza, Carrillo, Cesaro, Ridge Holland, Sami Zayn, Drew Gulak, Mace, Mustafa, Mansoor, Jinder, and Shanky. So then you've got Charlotte, B-Fab, Naomi, Sasha, Shayna, Zaya, Aaliyah, Tony, Shotzi, and Natalia on the women for SmackDown. Yeah, no, they have no women's tag teams now except for the... No, not even the champions. Well, yeah, the champions. They're on the same brand. Everybody else is split up. So who's going to be women's tag team? Did you say Bailey? No, mm-hmm. Bailey hasn't because she's still injured. So they've still got her free agent. Yep. I mean, it's just crazy. They go through, and like I said, they don't have. They don't have plans. You, 
as bad as I hate to say it, the, the guys with gender, the Veer, Shanky, and all, they should have kept that whole gimmick together because how are they going to work without each other? Yeah. Or was they playing in some big baby face room for the big guy? What's the big guy? The big the one that's the bigger. Is that Shanky or Veer? I don't fucking know. Big Middle Eastern guy. With a cool beard. You're talking about tall big or big big? Big big. Tall big I think that's Veer. Okay. I think Shanky is the... The more lanky. Lanky. Okay. Shanky's lanky. Shanky's... Veer is here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was great. Can we talk about real wrestling now? Yes. Yeah, because... We ain't even gonna talk about any of the matches that happened because they didn't were all. Mean it. Didn't make a damn time. No, and even though there was a good one last night, I'm still not gonna talk about it. Tag team match. I like the dirty dogs. <laughs> dirty dogs. <laughs> so kicking off dynamite. Was it the 16 man that TikTok kicked off? That was a week ago. How am I supposed to remember? Uh, and yes, I do believe that is yes. what kicked it off. It was six man. Uh, Dark Order and Orange Cassidy against the Hardy family. Hardy family. Yep. Uh, of course, they put the Dark Order over. Uh-huh. Made perfect sense with everything they're doing with the Hardy family and Cassidy, but. They were in Rochester, Brody's home. Uh, I did like when, you know, of course, Evil Uno and Alex Reynolds are getting into it. They go to leave. Here comes Anna Jay. Here comes Ty Conti. But here comes Brody's wife. Oh, yeah. And then Negative One comes out. If y'all watch BTE, you know one of uh, Brody's things was throwing the papers at Uno. The Negative One comes out with a stack of papers, throws them at Evil Uno. And she's like, you're ruining everything. Get out there and do your job. And they, they get back together. Hoorah, hoorah. Get back in the ring and they get on the same page. Of course, that's probably going to be short-lived. Even if it's short-lived, the fact that Brody's wife came out there and did just that spot. Yeah. That was awesome. And then negative one throwing the papers. and I love that kid. Oh, it's so awesome. (laughs) I cannot wait for him to get, you know, the next 10 years. I cannot wait to see him on AEW. But yeah, the way they did everything, you know, all the Dark Order hitting their big stuff. Uh, John Silver getting the whole run around the ring. Uh, Braun Strowman type killing everybody thing. That double stomp he did to whoever it was that was laying there. I was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> he's a little stout bowling ball shaped motherfucker. <laughs> so then... You had the tag match, Bunny and Penelope with Anna Jay and Tay, uh, Ty. KJ, I like the tag team. Uh, I, I like the tag team, too. Uh, Anna Jay's got so much better mm-hmm. since she's come back. Yeah. Uh, Ty Conti, I liked her when she was in NXT. She, you know, she's got the believability because of the whole martial arts shit she did. So, you know, a lot of women, their strikes don't look... <laughs> Chris, because they're, you know, throwing weird crazy, but she actually throws and... So, in that match, when I was watching it, am I the only one that thought Penelope was kind of off time with things? No, I, there... 
there was something in the whole match, not just Penelope, that was like a half step off, I think. Like they were on the they were on the same page, but there were a couple words ahead, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. I, I noticed it more with Penelope, though, like than I did with Bunny. And I noticed it a little bit with Anna, but like I said, Anna's not had that much exposure. Well, she's not had a lot. She's getting better. She still doesn't have a lot of experience and just coming back from an injury. That's what, her yeah. third or fourth match back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's she's start, start working her way back up. So I mean, I get why they're they're doing this angle because the four of them are, have been working with each other for so long, so it's helping Anna get like refamiliarize herself with everything. But not only that, it's helping all four of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's getting all four because Bunny had that big run in Impact where she was doing all the stuff with Rosemary, yeah, the Demon Bunny stuff that you know. Uh, all their YouTube stuff that yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Look, what? what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the stuff she was doing there and then to kinda transition it over to where she's being the more asshole heel or bitch heel since it's a is she still an asshole heel or since she's a woman is she a bitch heel? Well she's not Stephanie, so she's not cunty heel. Uh, bitchy heels. Okay. Uh, and then to have Penelope Ford there to play off of and everything is, you know, basically the same kind of bitchy heel. Uh, it works. The dynamic they have together, the, you know, fuck everybody mentality they have. Uh, I'm glad they didn't try to make anybody put brass knuckles on this week. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all in all, I thought the match was pretty good. They, uh, of course, put Anna Jay and Ty Conti over. Yeah, like uh, I said, I just noticed that, like, half step, like, miscommunication stuff, like, it wasn't... Right. Well, like I said, you know, they were on the same page. They knew what they were going for, but one read ahead a little bit on the page. Yeah, I mean, you got half the people in the match are still kind of green. It's going to happen. And then negative one coming out after the match and Just jumping in ties on. That woman is gorgeous, but my God, she will beat the fuck out of anybody. I saw a video of her working. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I would never fuck with her. No, 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 no. Then the match I was excited for Wednesday: Jungle Boy and Cole. Oh, that started the that show. That started the show. That did start the show. And that match was fucking amazing. Incredible. Uh, I like how they were like step for step, move for move, and you know, showing Jungle Boy can hang with Adam, and Adam can still you know mm-hmm. hang with Jungle Boy, and Absolutely. then the you know low blow mule kick yeah. to go into the finish. Three to five years I've seen Jungle Boy being probably the AEW World Champion. Three to five, five at the most. That dude's a star. Uh, I like how he got the. Big falsy with the snare trap. Mm-hmm. That's yours. Actually, that was Jennifer's. I did my stuff and didn't have to, you know, last minute with a pencil. I forgot the MJF promo. Oh, <laughs> you can never forget the MJF promo. But yeah, I like I like exact everything they did in that match. I thought it was great. Good. 
I mean, it's Jungle Boy, so I'm down. Jungle Boy and Adam Cole, yeah. Don't call it the boom. Don't call the Adam Cole's fish move the boom. But it's all about the boom. Uh, what would you call that's it? That's what it's called. It's called the last shot. That's what it was called in NXT. It's called I need to the fucking head. That's what I would call it. Because it's called like the big boom or something now. Yeah, the name leaves a lot to be desired. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Not much you can call a shot. But nobody gives a shit what the name of the move is called. <laughs> That not true. I mean, yes, but does it look pretty when it happens? That's yeah. all I care about. <laughs> oh man, he looked so good when he did that knee to the head. <laughs> see, see, see. Shut up. What was next? Well, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, because that closed the show out. Oh, yeah. Cody and Lee versus Dante and Matt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Here we go, baby. <laughs> So, uh, so let's, let's go over the match real quick. Cody not listening to Arn. Yeah, Cody not listening to Arn going uh, just a little subtle teases throughout the whole thing where he was, you know, going in to business for himself. He's doing the, you know. And there's other news about some stuff I've read too with Cody, but we'll get back to that. Okay, well, yeah, we'll get back to we'll that. We'll remind you. We gotta get their arm first. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's just the kind of guy he is. <laughs> but no, you go through. Um, the match was really good. Solid tag team match. Uh, Again, I like the Dante's gold. I was just about to say yes. Dante. Yes. The him and Sidal as a team. I like it. Yeah, it's a good combination. Uh, no offense, but I like that team better than the Seidel brothers. What happened to his brother? Where'd he go? I didn't even know his brother was a wrestler. Retired, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, not that's mean to say, but you could tell which one was Marty and which one was Sean. <laughs> <laughs> which I've had a thing for Matt Seidel since WWE. Oh, yeah. Like, I loved him then. My question is, what's with people leaving WWE and growing their hair out? Oh, no. Matt Seidel, <laughs> Justin Gabriel, you know, it's like, you're going to leave, except for Braun Strowman, he leaves and shaves his head. Well, I mean, and the beard. W- well, hell, in WWE, you couldn't change your look without approval from Vince, so now they have a chance to change shit, so like, I'm going to fucking grow my goddamn hair out. But, yeah, the... That goes back in WWE, never mind. <laughs> so, after the match... You know, which Arn, again, it was a really good match. Uh, Lee Johnson gets the win. Yeah. Arn snatches that damn microphone real fucking fast. Uh, Cody gets in the ring and starts calling out Malachi. <laughs> yeah, granted, that's, you know, after what happened last week in the, or last week, the week before with the way overbooked finish and how everything went, you knew. It was a Cody match. You knew Cody, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> but you also knew Cody wasn't going to let it in that way. He wasn't going to, you know, stop. And then, like you said, Arn just cuts him off, takes his time. He's like, ever since that guy's come into our life, it's been shit. And you've and you've let it happen. You've 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 lost your edge. Uh, because 
uh, paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact words. <laughs> you're the type of guy that if you're getting carjacked, you're just like, here you go, take my car. And Please don't hurt me. I'm the type of guy that'll reach over, grab my Glock, put it in his, you know, put it in his face and spill his brains on the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> they said this on national television on TNT. Like he, when he said it, I'm just sitting there I'm like TNT. What did he just say? TNT. You can't smoke on our show, but by God, you can talk about killing a man. <laughs> Damn. Is that prelude to Marty Jannetty signing with AEW? That's the storyline. <laughs> That's the storyline he was talking about. Long term storytelling still exists. Oh, good lord! But yeah, he said that. Me and Josh looked at each other like, "What the hell just happened?" Was Arn drinking that night? I feel like he I was mean, drinking. That I night. know Arn stabbed a motherfucker before yeah, with the scissors. Yeah, the motherfucker was so vicious. <laughs> Some say I was a people in a little psycho that night. <laughs> but yeah, that was just, you know, that promo happened and we're just kind of looking at each other like, okay, so there was that. So after he said all that, he pretty much called Cody a loser. I don't want to be with you and just walked the fuck out. I mean, he didn't pretty much. He said, hey, You're a fucking loser. You're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here. So from one promo to the next promo, God. MJF. Well, I'll talk about it later when we're doing our top five list, the Four Pillars promo. Fucking incredible. He pretty much goes and says there are four pillars that's going to carry this company for the next 25 years. Jungle Boy beat Beat him. Sammy Guevara Guevara beat him. Darby Allin. Darby Allin and me. You know, he glosses over the Darby Allin thing and then, you know, Darby... Everything he said, just going th- going through, cutting everything, saying, I deserve a title shot, and if not, I've got a number on speed dial from my MLW days. Yeah. I'll just call Bruce Pritchard, who... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And you're just sitting there going, wait, well, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard is Vince McMahon's right-hand man again. He's, all... <laughs> He's not on MLW. But yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, MJF is... Fucking vicious on a mic. Yes, that's why I can't wait for when he starts getting up there and gets up for a wide sport. Going to be a wobble like punk. Oh, but that's not even the worst thing he said in the fucking promo. No. So, anyways, Darby comes out, pretty much says, <laughs> "You're talking about the four pillars, but the thing is, I've won a championship here, and you haven't." Okay, and then yeah, MJF goes along and. Then he says, and Darby Allen, you're, you're, you know, you paint your, uh, half, paint your half face and blah, blah, blah. And then you, you're, you're straight edge. You know? But does anybody know why you're straight edge? Uh, and then basically goes into the story about Darby Allen's uncle who got drunk and had Darby in the car and then they wreck and the uncle dies. Darby's uncle dies. And MJF says, if you ask me, the wrong person died that night. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're sitting there and you're just going, wait, what did he just say? Can he get away with saying that? Yeah, like the whole part, like he said that, I'm like, hey, what, what, what the fuck? God. And then Darby just standing there and he's like, 
dude, you're not going to get in my head. Yeah. They're going to break me. You're I not... think that threw MJ off for a second. Oh, it did. It, you saw it. Like, you you <laughs> saw it, the wheels. His wheels head. start turning. He's like, okay. Oh, I'm not going to break. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to break you. Come on, Wardlow. And they just left. Yeah, he just did something. <laughs> <laughs> he probably went back. Y'all didn't tell me he was going to say anything after that. <laughs> He's a Darby, you asshole. But that's the great thing. That's what I think is working so well with Darby and Sting. Darby is picking up some of Sting's personality in the process of, you know. Right. The unflappability. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sting, whenever Ric Flair was cutting promos on him, Sting was just there. Then he would just... Yell in Flair's face, and Flair's like, oh, I can't, you know, mentally get in this guy's <laughs> shit. And Flair is one of the best at playing mind games. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. My well, God. You go through, and this is a, God, this is an old fucking angle. I'm going to date myself. The whole Black Scorpion angle. Oh, the one time you saw Sting and Flair team up to try to take down the Black Scorpion, and they're going to go through, and they're going to beat this guy up, and then the Black Scorpion reveals himself as Ric Flair. And you're just like, wait, huh? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. The mind games that Ric Flair played. Uh, that's why I think Ric Flair, if he goes in there, he just needs to let MJF shadow him. MJF and Jungle Boy both. Oh, yeah. Help Jungle Boy on his promos and help MJF just be like, you're already an asshole, kid, but stick with me. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Flair, with Jungle Boy and MJF. He can get he can give that, some of that swagger to Jungle Boy because he's already got that nice look. Fucking clean as hell. Give it him looks like his goddamn daddy with long hair. Yeah, give him some help him with that swagger. Not a bad thing to look like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, ain't that some the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie? <laughs> you know, I always forget he's in that movie until I watch it. Because <laughs> when, well, when I think of his daddy, I think nine hundred two one zero. Or Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale. I think that's what everybody thinks of is 90210. And then you get that random. Oh, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was with Spike. With Pee Wee Herman. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad the TV show was so much better. I mean, the movie was great. The movie was great. The TV show, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> There's nothing like David Arquette was in it too because he was the vamp- he was uh, Luke Perry's buddy that started floating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you let Vixen out? Yeah, Vixen's right there. Oh. Why don't I let the tiger out into the gated community? That's fucking asking for a problem. Did you let the other tiger back in? No. No, that tiger's staying outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else we got? Mox and Kingston and Allen versus Bear Country and Anthony Green. So uh, just a little Again, a good six man match. Yeah. I mean you forget uh Anthony fair, Green. I forgot Anthony Green was still in AW. What? <laughs> he hadn't been there long because he was on NXT. Yeah. Or two oh five live, August Gray. Cause I know that they brought him in. Cause did they bring him in and that's who he went against Cody first? 
See, I don't remember him ever going against Cody. I think he was one of those that just came in and was doing some dark. Speaking of, did y'all watch Roads to the Top? Yes. We watched some of. I didn't watch all of it. I I approve. Oh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot better than Miz and Mrs. And I love Miz and Mrs. I was about to say, I like Miz and Mrs. I don't have to... Uh, Maurice's mom just cracks me the okay. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one thing that I, I kind of got pissed off about was Cody's sister. Oh, yeah, she's a punch. I mean, I get it. They never just, she once claimed that she was trying to take over the Rose name. She wasn't trying to do that. I get it. I get where she's coming from. But my whole thing is, that could have been a face-to-face conversation, not a text to your brother that Brady saw before her first match. In AEW. Or her first match, whatever. When she started using the Rhodes name. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't so, see it, so, Cody's sister ha- sent, apparently texted Cody and said, who told her she could use our last name? I mean, she's married to Cody, right? But Dusty gave her permission to use the name. Dusty gave Brandy permission before he died. Brandy even says that in the show. She's like, me and Dusty talked about this. I mean, my biggest thing is they're married, right? So Mm -hmm. she gets to use the name. I mean, hell, Jennifer, when she does a podcast over here, she, Lady Hampton. I mean, she, is Hampton my last name? No. (laughs) Is Rhodes their real last name? No. But it's, you know, it's the quote gimmick. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's doing. She's playing the Brandy Rhodes gimmick. So, yeah, you use the name. Everybody knows she's married to Cody. It's no so, secret. what's she going to do? Go out there and just be like, and it's Cody and Brandy, Brandy. Runnels. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she was just some random woman that says, hi, I'm Brandy Rhodes. No. Anyways, I mean, if Ty Conti came out and was like, "Hi, I'm Ty Rhodes," then yeah, say something about it. That is how. <laughs> but it's still one of those. That's more of a a face to face. Like, don't sit there when she's about to go on national television and be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like, and then she's gonna have her head going around and just trying to make her unfocus mm-hmm. on the match. I mean, not that she's that great in the ring, anyway. But well, yeah, we're not gonna talk about the ring work. <sighs> She'll get better, maybe. I don't know. So I put the one title on her right now. If she comes back. Well, she likes. She does all that PR and H, uh, PR stuff, so she stays busy. So then, I guess what last match, right? Well, hold on. We didn't really talk about the match. I just said it was, that it was a good match. It's really. I, I mean, like Bear Country. Bear Country's okay. Excuse me. I like Moxley German Suplex and the fat one. Okay, the fat ones always get German suplexed. Well, I take a mean German suplex, so I can say I, like <laughs> I really like it when Garvey does the coffin drop on the, the big guy. It looks, it looks like he's like, oh, pillow. But, but no, how they date everything. I love Garvey. And, I don't do a coffin drop on anybody. It's just, it looks like it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> Especially the one he did to uh, Wheeler last week in that tag match. with. Ugh. Oh, God. But yeah, they go through, they beat uh, Anthony Green, they, you know, Bear Country and people were fighting outside, they beat Anthony Green, then Sting comes in and 
I'm sure Anthony Green's smiling the whole time he took the Scorpion Death Drop. I, I know I would be. I'm going to get Scorpion Death Drop. You'd smile, but then you'd cry. No, I fucking wouldn't. Okay, now we can move on. Sammy and Miro. What a damn match. Congratulations, Sammy Guevara. He's never going to hear this podcast, but congratulations. It was an amazing fucking match. The, you know, putting the belt on him, the, you know, that's the first time Miro's been beat. Yep. So it's not just losing a title. It's, you know, losing the undefeated streak and everything else, and they do that. Hey, WWE, that's how you win an undefeated streak the proper way. Oh, yeah, it should have been a DQ. But it cuts back to MJF's promo. MJF still hasn't had a title. Yep. Now Darby and and Sammy have. have. I think that's going to add something to that. So all we need now is for... Jurassic Express to win the tag titles? Or Jungle Boy. Or Jungle Boy have a one-off with Sammy and end up winning the belt. Oh, speaking of (laughs) one-offs, next week, Bobby... Fucking fish versus Sammy Guevara. <laughs> like, literally. You, Sammy wins the title. Bobby sends the t- uh, tweet out on Twitter. Hey, it might be nice to have a challenge for that title. And then right after Dynamite goes off the air, boom. <laughs> match is official. Okay. But. How much could Bobby Fish fry? Bobby Fish could fry fish? No, I don't. It doesn't matter how much fish could Bobby <laughs> Fish fry. Bobby Fish could fry fish. Uh. If you notice, in the match graphic, yes, and one hundred percent credit goes to Russell Talk. Talk. I thought you were gonna say the match. The match graphic shows Bobby Fish wearing a Bobby Fish shirt that is not on Bobby Fish's pro wrestling tees. If you look real close in the corner of the shirt, there's an AEW logo, which nine times out of ten means it's an AEW branded shirt for an AEW uh, contracted wrestler. So he is more than likely signed already. Which I'm down with. You're that. pulling the match graphic up, aren't you? Yep. And you're pulling. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right there. They made sure they made that bitch blurry. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get shut by us. <laughs> They made sure they made that bitch blurry, though. <laughs> that's a PWT's like, what are you talking about, guys? <laughs> but yeah, that's a... It's going to be a great match. If Bobby Fish did sign, I, I'm i 100% behind that. Yeah, because he can be a I've, great single star. I think so, too, and he can help out a lot of people. Uh, I was not really a big Bobby Fish fan when I first saw him in Ring of Honor. I wasn't, but then... Uh, the tag team, him and O'Reilly, Red Dragon, that grew on me. I liked it. And then I, I was actually pumped when he made his NXT debut. I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. O'Reilly and Fish were good together. No, they were a great tag team. They, met, they connected very well. They had really good chemistry. I wonder when O'Reilly's contract's up. That's what I say. Him <laughs> coming back and recreate, uh, reuniting Red Dragon. Speaking <sighs> of contracts being up, <clears throat> I, I'm going back to Raw. Rich Holland gets drafted to SmackDown. Yes. Rich Holland in NXT was seconded by uh, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. 
Pete Dunn didn't get drafted, but Pete Dunn re-signed a contract. So are they going to leave Pete Dunn in NXT by himself? Because he split off from Lorcan and Birch oh, to go with Holland. Yeah. I know that. So, I mean, they just completely was like, okay, you re-signed? Okay, fuck you. Well, when he resigns, like, oh, he's going to win the NXT title now. But no, they give it to him. I'm fine with that because I love Trompa. No, your future NXT champion is Braun Breaker. Rick Steiner, just fucking say it. Rick fucking Steiner. Oh, and, Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, sorry. <laughs> okay, apparently the report that there was heat, that's why he's Braun Breaker, is not true. Yeah. I. Uh, Apparently, Vince doesn't care one way or another about the Steiner name. He wanted to call him Braun Breaker to get the uh, any type of royalties and stuff from the name. Because the Steiner name is like owned by Scott. the family. Yeah. Rick and Scott. <clears throat> uh, okay, but yeah, Sammy and Miro was amazing. Uh, the Near Falls, the... Little bit of stuff with Fuego. I love Fuego. And I didn't get to say it in the sixteen big sixteen man match. <coughs> the butcher was in that match, so there's our <laughs> Tell them about the comment about uh commentary said about the butcher. Handsome men. Oh yeah, they were talking about handsome men in the match and he said something about butcher. <laughs> I was like, Yep, the butcher. Butcher's awesome. Uh, but yeah, Butcher and Fuego, they need to tag up. My two favorite guys in AEW. Okay, <laughs> what would you call that? That's what I said. We got to come up with a name. Uh, they got to make him put a no because he's handsome. We can't put a mask on him. Fuego, Del Sol, and Butcher. What would that take? Butchers of the Sun. No, that's dumb. Fuego, <laughs> Del Meat Department. <laughs> <laughs> No. Smoked meats. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say about Sammy and Miro is that uh, he should have finished it with the go to hell. He shouldn't have hit the six thirty because that was a six thirty directly to the dick. Yeah. <laughs> but it also added to it also added to how unstoppable and how hard it was to beat Miro. Just a simple go to hell might not have put him away. So going up to the top, giving him that more defeat, strong. I really thought Miro was taking that match home. I know I did too. I was like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had any problems with him pushing it out a little bit longer, maybe to full gear, and losing it full gear. <clears throat> Okay, but uh, there's Rampage, and then, you know, during, uh, what's the Cody Brandy show called? Roads to the Top. Roads to the Top. See, that, I don't like the name. It does Out of like everything, that's the only thing I don't like, Roads to the Top. It leads a little bit more to be a desire for. Crossroads, I would like Crossroads better. I, eh, you know. Crossing the roads. Crossroad. That'd be that'd be too close to turn the buckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roads to the top. That's the only thing I really didn't like about it. But 
I liked how during one of the commercial breaks, that's when they popped in with the Sammy. Yeah, I like the fact that they're going to use it as another kind of... Yeah, because it didn't have to be anything long and out there, you know. Uh, Sammy with a Brody shirt on with the TNT title. You know, that was awesome. Uh, just talking about, you know, hey, yeah, won the match. Yeehaw, greatest TNT champion ever on my shirt. Uh, they go through, and then here comes Dan Lambert and the men of the year, which was great. Oh, God, I love him. I love the gimmick. I fucking God is great. And, uh, yeah, that's where the quote challenge happened and we learned it was going to be Bobby Fish. So, I mean, adding that, so it's not like you're not dropping just a random, hey, Bobby Fish is going to be on Dynamite. Wait, what? There's actually something saying, hey, this is why this is what happened. Brandy's smart as fuck, though. I'm going to give her that. Oh, yes. She's got the brains of the family. Because what she did to Jaden Red Velvet was fantastic. <laughs> I didn't watch all of it. So, Jade and Red Velvet had legit heat with each other when they were doing the whole thing with them. Yes. And Brandy w- was starting her own wine or whatever. Like, going to come up with her own wine. She invited Jade and Red Velvet to the tasting to pick it out. Oh. And she's like, no, we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> she said, probably shouldn't have done it without call, but it worked. <laughs> yep. Best best statement about alcohol I've seen at anything about that show was Moxley talking about being hungover and <laughs> probably just gonna go out here and throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon's like, okay. <laughs> How you feel? Oh, I'm hungry as fuck. Because <laughs> he says the best he ever, Moxley said in an interview, the best he's, he ever feels is right after a wrestling match and he goes to Drake's. Like, I know this is probably just my opinion on everything. I like shows like Road to the Top and Miz and Mrs. because it gives you the, the look of, like, what happens. Yes. I always like the back behind the scenes. Right, because all this time there's been nothing really behind the scenes for AEW. No, not really. So like you'll see kind the, of that the debuts and stuff, little clips if you watch BTV. Did you break it? <laughs> <laughs> so because there was like the one when you know Cody was dropping the TNT title to Darby, mm-hmm. the whole thing backstage with Darby where he's like, "I slept in my car." At the arena. Before my, he's like, I sleep in the car before <laughs> big matches to remind myself where I came from. Yeah, which that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, getting the behind the scenes kind of, hey, nobody's ever going to hear this, but, you know. Had to, feed the, had to, had to get the water. Give water to the wolves. Why did I steal my fucking lead? Didn't steal your fucking lead. I put more lead in your fucking pencil because I broke this one. That sounded dirty. (laughs) Bitching about shit you don't know about. (laughs) 
treat you like we treat the kids. Don't talk about shit if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, so on the Rampage? Rampage. Rampage. Good movie starring The Rock. They can't see, but I'm flipping the camera off. That's what Rampage does. That's Welcome what George. That's what Rampage does. <laughs> Brian Danielson and Nick Jackson. Oh, off the show. That was so good. I'm sorry. Nick Jackson is underrated as a single star. Matt can probably Matt is probably the pro- better promo guy. Nick is the better single star. Is the better wrestler, I believe. Why do you want to start the show with some good shit like that? Because ain't nobody gonna be able to follow it. <clears throat> and I like that it finished with uh, Daniel having Nick tap out to the cattle mutilation. Yeah, you get the old school. American Dragon stuff without, you know, not the running knee, not the label lock, not, you know. I think he's slowly going to bring that out more and more. And you got the chain in the crowd. You're going to get your fucking head kicked in. That's hilarious. But that and, you know, pulling out some of the older stuff too, like that only the old Ring of Honor people will know, like the yelling at the ref, I've got till five, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, little things like that just adds to everything he's doing already. It was a great fucking match. No, everybody running out at the end. Yeah. Them setting up Omega versus Brian the way they are is... Like, yeah, we've already had it. But we ain't had it for a title. Yeah, but are they going to jump straight to for the title, do you think? Or do you think they're going to go at the... For the next one, it's like an hour time limit. And then they go through and maybe it's a disqualification. Then So the next match is a no DQ match. And... Sorry, yeah. what are we talking about? We talking well, if you wouldn't just randomly leave. I have stuff that I had to tend to. Midget, gnome, stuff. So masturbation, gotcha. <laughs> Quit picturing it. Yeah, why are you fucking picturing it? I'm just trying to imagine why the hell you would say it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, those images are fun for me. Oh, yes. What are we saying yes to? Uh, Xander Bogarts just hit a two-run home run off of Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole pitches for the Yankees. That means the Yankees just gave up the two-run home run to the Red Sox, and I can't stand the Yankees. Anyway. Baseball! Um, we were talking about Omega and Brian and the build. and The build and how that. they're doing everything. It's like the slow burn. You have the 30-minute time limit, but what's going to be next? Are you going to go uh, – Hour time limit. Hour time limit, but then, you know, they don't go the full hour because something happens, like a DQ or a match gets thrown out for something. Then you go to a no DQ match, and then something happens there to where there's no real finish. And then, you know. They can pull it off. Them two can definitely pull it off. How many different matches can they have with all the same no finish outcome, so Omega can keep saying he doesn't deserve a title shot because he's not won a match here. And in... 
Because, I mean, how many people come out when they have their record shown? Because, you know, they show the record and they say a little bit about them. That's one thing I love about AEW. They're match graphic. I mean, WWE, they do the shit where they put, you know, facts on the side. Like, mm-hmm. the old school Matt facts. <laughs> Matt strongly dislikes mustard. And, I mean, they do kind of shit like that with their match graphics. But it's more subtle. You have to actually look at it to... And on Daniels, when he came out, you said, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, uh, AW record, 0-0-1. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't, a lot of people wouldn't think, you know, add this in, make it part of the angle, make it do stuff like that. And then just have little things that, you know, reminding you, hey, he didn't beat Omega. He didn't beat Omega. But that's the thing I like is the whole win, like Lost the record. wins matter. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people that will say, oh, how does this person get a title shot and they're ranked number fifth? Or how come this person's ranked higher than this person and they've got more wins? And then they'll explain it like, well, okay, Alan has got, Alan is higher on the list because he beat people like Miro and uh, Sammy Guevara, whereas, you know, Jungle Boy might because he's only won against, you know, guys that are not really higher level talent. So, not only do wins and losses matter, but also the quality of the wins and who they beat. Well, you go through and it's kind of like in UFC. Uh, UFC has a title fight. It's the champion against the number six ranked competitor. And you got one through five sitting there, you know, like not getting the shot for one reason or another. Whether it's they just had a fight, you know, they didn't have time to train or... This happens or this happens, you know. I mean, not all fights, as bad as it sounds, not all fights and not all matches are, you think somebody's going to take the title off of somebody. I mean, sometimes it's just a tune-up match for the champion, as bad as that sounds. You could have the champion face-off against the number seventh-ranked fighter, and you know he's going to beat him. You know, you know the champ's gonna not take out the number seven, but it's one of those. He needed a fight. We want to showcase him. We want him to have a good win over a name somebody might recognize. So you take the number four. You got the rankings up. What's the? You know who number one ranking in the men's is right now? Orange Cassidy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So. Number one is Orange, Moxley's two, Christian's three, Miro's four, and Archer's five. Good top five. I want to see Cassidy and Omega again. <laughs> That's so good. Or hell, another Cassidy, Omega, and Pac. That was great shit. That was a great triple threat. Then for the women's, Thunder's number one, Jade Cargill... Uh, Sheet is three. Ty Conti is four. Statlander's five. Tag, you've got the Bucks at one. Jurassic Express at two. Gun Club's three. Private Party's four. FTR's five. I won't argue with any of those top fives. That's good shit. Uh, All right. Okay, let's go on with Shit, we've almost got an hour already. Who's what's next? Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. Uh, they put Jade over in there. That's over in that. yeah, I like that. 
uh, still building her up, you know, working, uh, trying to get her over big. And the first person that's going to beat her is going to be something, it's going to be something to see. Yeah, I think they I mean, push, they're, push it for as long as they can till they get her and Thunder back in there. So, I, I still, like, I always, I didn't know how I'd feel about Jade. Okay. But, like, the whole, you know, her and little thing with Brandy and, I mean, that was just great. I'll take ghetto brandy any day. <laughs> but uh seeing her interaction through Rose to the Top, like it made me actually like her because she's not she's not who she comes off to be. Right. And that's my thing, like I like I don't like wrestlers based on their character that they portray. I like them based on who they really are. Right. Like, I get the whole, you know, gimmick and all that, but, like... But when they show a little bit of themselves to you, that's what yeah. makes you invest, and that's what makes you relate to them, and get that's what gets them over. Your Mankind's, your Darby Allens, your Sammy Guevara's, you can relate to those kind of people, because you're like, hey, I understand how you are. I got, I feel you. I, I, it resonates. I mean, the... You always hear people say the perfect wrestling gimmick is just you cranked up to 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see backstage stuff like that and it just, you know, kind of puts it over the top. It's like, okay, so this is who this person really is. Well, I mean, I don't know. They ain't come up with no baby machine Matt Hardy yet because that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's kind of hard to make that your gimmick. That's why he's the Hardy family office, and he's got all the younger guys under him. So that's like his kids. I just need him to stop popping out kids. I mean, if you seem ready, (laughs) I don't care. She needs to tell him to fuck off. (laughs) He must be putting out some good shit. (laughs) So the triple threat was was good. Nyla got in some good spots. Yeah. Thunder got in good spots. Got to keep Jay that's strong. One, that's one thing about AEW. When they have a triple threat match, they don't do them all the time. They don't do them every, every week or But they make the them good. They make them good. They make... Every opening match they have on their show is good. And every triple threat match they do is good. And they don't overbook shows. They don't do 50-50 booking. They don't... Any kind of matches, they don't have a lot. You don't see them happening all the time. Like, I think this is, what, the second or third triple threat match? No, I mean, they've had a few. I mean, they've had a few. They have, well, I mean, we talked about... Orange, Pac, and Omega. Orange, Pac, and Omega. That one there. Uh, I want to say Moxley was... Was Moxley in a triple threat, I'm thinking? No, he was in the... Tag match with Archer and okay, yeah. Him and Kingston, but yeah. And Archer they and don't overbook stuff. They don't overplay it, and they don't bring it into the ground, basically. And a lot of things do get run into the ground. I mean, you'll see one match like WWE does. They'll do just because you're in an angle with somebody doesn't mean you have to wrestle them every time. There's a show. Two months, yeah, for real. I mean. 
New Day Usos. They have an angle. They're wrestling every week. Uh, every week leading up to the pay-per-view. They have the match of the pay-per-view. Well, that was so good. Let's have a rematch the next night. You know, I mean. Yeah, but like, even with, you know, this Tate Bryan's angle with Kenny. I was just about to talk about that. Yeah. He's, yeah, he faced Kenny. It was a draw. They're not putting him right back in the ring. Right. He's having to work his way back to it. Next match, you, you've got Nick. Nick. Next match, we'll probably have Matt. Like, yeah, the Elite comes out. But you've also got Jurassic Express and Christian coming out to continue that whole thing, too. Yep. So, I'm wondering if they're going to do, like, a War Games top deal with... Blood and Guts, yeah. They could. That would be... I would like to see somewhere down the line AEW invent their own match, own match type. That's synonymous with AEW. Like WWE's created Hell in a Cell. Well, not Hell in a Cell because that was kind of a unit of war games. Well, no, they created the Hell in a Cell. You you associate that with W or WWE, right? War Games was always a WCW NWA thing until NXT started doing it, right? And it took a while for NXT to start doing it because it took a while for them to convince Vince to do it. What if they bring back the... the, the Triple tier? The monstrosity. Oh, God. No. <laughs> World War Three. <III. laughs> nah, that was the three ring yeah, battle royal gimmick. <laughs> Hell, they got enough people that could do that and actually make it good. Mm-hmm. That's something we need to... I would love to sit and do that, create their own match style. Own match style. I think they'll do it eventually. All right, one thing that... Just not the exploding ring again. <laughs> that was the, their fault. I mean, they're kind of doing something similar with their casino battle royals. Uh, the ladder match they're going to have tomorrow. Oh, yes. Who's Who do you think the Joker is? I'm saying Hangman. No. Uh-huh. Uh, Buddy Matthews. Thank Buddy Matthews. Well, I mean, he tweeted out a Joker card the other Just day. Just to throw us off. I mean, they he's been talking about going anyway. The match he wants is Omega. Have him win and go straight to Omega. I mean, they done it with... Uh, Ruby. With Ruby. They, they did it with Brian. Ruby. They did it with Brian Cage. I mean, this is the match that Brian Cage won to get the title shot. At uh, at Moxley. I mean, it's just. All right. Well, is just a, let's go ahead, go over the last match, and then we can talk about more. Oh yeah, because I have news to me. You got news. Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans hair versus hair. I feel I, like I'm missing something for Rampage. No, Rampage. No, Rampage is an hour, so it's only in the three matches. It was longer last time because they did the two-hour Arthur Ashe special well, I gimmick. I still feel like I'm missing something that happened, but I don't know what it is. There might have been a promo or something. I don't know. But no, uh, Orange Cassidy, Jack Evans, of course, Babyface goes over in the hair match. Thank God Jack Evans got that greasy shit cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. I was hoping it was Hardy. Oh, Hardy's not going to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> the swerve at the end to make it, you know, oh, the hair versus hair, and then Jack Evans is going to be in the match. 
the only way it would have been better is if it would have been Hardy in the match and after Hardy lost, like, well, I didn't put my hair on the line, I put his. Because that was... I did that angle when uh, <laughs> Lucas was my manager and he had the big afro. I had shaved my head the night of the match. And I go in, I lose the match. It was a hair versus mask match. And so the match is over. I lost, of course. You know, I'm the asshole chicken shit heel so I lose the match and we're cutting the promo ha 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 or Lucas gets the microphone he's like ha ha you people are so stupid he lost the match but he doesn't even have hair so how can he shave his head and blah 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 and that's when I get the microphone and I tell Lucas that's because I didn't put my hair on the line I put yours (laughs) and so they force him in the chair you know shave the head and all that stuff so, I mean, you know when it's a match like that, the heel's going to lose and get the head shaved. Uh, the straight up that it was Jack Evans is the only part, like I said, that I didn't like. I think Hardy should have been in the match, lost, thinking you were going to get Hardy's head shaved, and then, you know, whoever the referee was could have stopped it and been like, hey, look, sorry, it's not... Uh, it's not Matt's hair that's on the line. And then that's when Jack tries to run away. And then, you know, security stops him, carries him back to the ring. And, you know. Uh, so that was Rampage. Uh, like we were talking about, uh, before you do your news, uh, we were talking about Ram- uh, AEW needs to come up with their own match. Yeah. What if they just go back and do an old WCW thing that WWE hasn't pulled out? Okay. Do the uh, Lethal Lottery and Battle Bowl. Nice. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what it is. If you don't, the Lethal Lottery was a, quote, random draw tag teams. They would reach in, grab the names out of a... You know, bingo roller, and so many volatile <coughs> combinations. <laughs> that's who, that's who would tag up. I mean, every now and then you would get a actual tag team in there, and then you know, you would go through, and it would be like Sting and Arn Anderson against Ric Flair and you know, the Shockmaster. Yeah, and they would go through whoever won that match. That tag team would go into the Battle Bowl, which was a big battle royal at the end. And the winner of that match, all they won was a Battle Bowl ring. But, you know, do it to where it's something else. You know, they could do a whole... They could do a whole pay-per-view gimmick out of this whole thing to where the tag matches lead into the Battle Bowl main event. Where it leads into the Battle Bowl main event, and the winner of that gets a shot at the TNT title, or you know, it gets a shot at the whatever. Right. I mean, you could do a whole episode of mm-hmm. Dynamite doing it that way. Main event Battle Bowl, the winner of that gets a shot at whatever title on Rampage. Okay. I mean, it's not an AEW creation, but it's a you know WCW style. And I thought I uh, saw Cody trying to get the trademark for Battle Bowl. 
on one of his trademarks. It could be. He could try. I mean, or the bunkhouse stampede, which is just like a come as you are about a royal type thing. I mean, that's. Yeah. All right, William, what's the news you got, buddy? So, out of AEW, we've got the Elite has no more power in AEW. Oh, yeah, Tony Khan cut that shit Yeah, Tony Khan, basically, you know, that's what a lot of the crazy booking stuff they did at the very beginning was a lot of the elite calling their own shots. And Mm -hmm. uh, Tony's kind of took over. Uh, He's not creatively stifling nobody. He still encourages and makes sure. Yeah, he's like, come to me if you have ideas, run it by me. But Tony Khan and apparently uh, Chris Jericho has a lot to say about things. Cody is still apparently doing a lot of his own stuff. Yeah, apparently uh, Matt is pretty much helping his wife in charge of merchandise. Nick is in charge of BTE. And Kenny is on the video game side of things and helping agent the women's matches. So there's that, but there's also Cody kind of split off from the core group. Yeah, he really hasn't been associated with them. Like, there's no heat, but he hasn't really... Had the time, I guess, probably, because he's so busy. Well, too. I mean, he just had a kid, too. Yeah. So, the whole thing at the beginning, however, when that started about how they had he all had heat, that was much bullshit. But now, my big news is coming on Hitting Dark Tuesday. Okay. What? Eddie Kingston versus Anthony Henry. Oh, nice. Which is tonight. I need AEW to sign this man and get him on TV yeah, he'd be good. Uh, I mean, he'll... Because there is a group of kids in that locker room that he could work wonders with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and him, and, him and Jungle Boy. Him and... Darby Allen. Darby. Him and MJF. Him and... Yeah. Yeah, he can have some good shit with some of them guys. Yeah, I saw that news drop, and I'm like, that's got to be brought up on the fucking podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because we love us, Samantha Henry. <laughs> nah, we do. Good dude, local guy, you know. I mean, semi-local. He's, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's moved back up this way from Florida or if he's still down there or what he's doing or what the plan is or anything like that. But, you know, good luck. I hope he has a good showing. I hope he does get signed off of it. I mean, it worked for... Uh, Anthony Green, so. I think him and Kingston will be a real interesting match anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a nice contrast to styles from the fast-paced Anthony Henry style to the beat-your-ass Eddie Kingston style. You got any news this week? Uh, I mean, it's, it's not really, we're not really talking about it. It's been announced. The whole King of the Ring and the... Queen's Crown tournament. Mm. Uh, I don't really see that being anything good. No, the because Queen it's... Charlotte, they'll get the King to... Hopefully, I would love for them to give it to Xavier. But... I, it's just another ploy, because aren't they doing the finals of both in Saudi? I think so, yeah. Yep. So, I mean... Why? My biggest thing is, how are they going to have multiple women's matches in Saudi Arabia? Well, if it's the finals, it's just going to be one match. But aren't they having the women's triple, triple threat? They've got triple threat, too. They must have got... Maybe they sacrificed somebody to the Saudi government for the matches. Oh, well. Uh, 
uh, WWE has just become so hard to watch and even try to keep up with the ideas, what they're trying to do, what they are doing, what they're not doing. It's like you could miss... They don't even know what they're doing. You can miss a month, a month worth of WWE programming. You get back... Oh, you wouldn't miss nothing. Nothing. I was like, we haven't watched SmackDown in how long? And just getting results, you're just like, why are they doing half of this stuff? But, uh, you guys got anything else? What's that look, Will? Oh, I was just... Apparently, Corey Graves buried Dana Brooke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, uh... Basically saying uh, she's been in the company, has nothing to show for it, and maybe time to cut bait. (laughs) She could, like, break his neck with her pinky, right? Apparently, Dana Brooke fired back, though. Well, the only thing about it is that's not Corey talking. Nine times out of ten, if anything's said on commentary, Vince is feeding them the lines. Yeah. Wait. We do have news. The band words. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, we done been going for over an hour on this. Everything else has run long tonight, so we'll save the band words for next week. And they're all really stupid words. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and take a break right here. We'll come back with our top five babies and heels of all time. And, uh, <laughs> the look on your face. God. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's, uh, Justin. Um,. Will's friend, I felt it was uh, necessary to make a message because I've been mentioned a lot in the past couple podcasts. I just like to say that your podcast is great, guys. I love it. I love listening to it at work. It's, it's really great. Also, having a friend on the podcast is kind of hilarious because he, uh, you know, says things and I'm like, well, you know, he had that same exact opinion on the in the chat. That's cool. Also... I feel Leigh Hampton is great for the podcast because she brings a cool perspective on a woman's perspective on the podcast instead of free guys talking about wrestling. It's very different and I love it. It changes it up. Okay, like I said, the draft was shit, so uh Moving on. <laughs> Starting with the top fives. Uh we did a double top five list this week. Mm-hmm. Even though Josh told me the wrong fucking list. I got it out of order. I'm fucking sorry, okay? Yeah, we didn't didn't want to do the sad list on the same week as the Drew. Apology not accepted. I wasn't asking for an apology to be accepted. But uh, we're doing the top five, top five babies and top five heels. Why are you licking my (laughs) Good question, Josh, answer. Shut the hell up. No, he won't be asking that question. All right, who's going first? Not me. I need a paper towel. <laughs> Let Lady Hampton go first. All right. Honey, who are your... How are we going to do it? We're going to go heels. Everybody do their heels and everybody yeah. do the babies? Yeah, yeah. heel baby. All right. Top five heels. Who's what your number... <laughs> what is your number five? Don't make me ground you. <laughs> who are you threatening to ground? Rebecca. Rebecca Gain. Rebecca Gain. Okay. Here's your life lesson. Don't, Don't get, get grounded by Lady Hampton. Heels. 
the one I hate, despise. Brock Lesnar. Hey. And I bet Paul Heyman too. I mean, I think that should totally count. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Heyman is the best heel. Yeah. And these people have obviously been baby too. I mean, we know that this is what happens. In it, business, there's so. so many flip flops back and forth. Um, Kane. Yeah, definitely a good heel. Good heel. Kurt Angle. Great. I loved Kurt Angle as a heel. Yeah. I mean, he did a little bit baby, but when he was heel, he was on. And then I have a female that I put on my list. That's a because I love to hate her. <laughs> and I'm a lady. Peyton Royce. I don't even hate I her. I fucking anymore, hate her. Though. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. You can't say she is a good heel. No, yeah. She is the female version of her daddy. Of course she's a good heel. <laughs> yeah. Like She's but like, then we can also put Vicky Guerrero on there because she is also. I should just walk out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good God. When Andrade debuted on AEW, she walked out and the response was so loud, everybody booing for her. They didn't they didn't know Andrade was coming out until they actually saw him. So yeah, Vicky's a good one. Wow. <coughs> Alright. That's a good list. I like that. Babe. Thanks. You know, <clears throat> since it was last minute list and all. Yeah. <laughs> well, Josh had you doing the wrong thing, so it's really his fault. All Josh has to do is pick up a phone and say, hey, what was it again? We did working, okay? I'm doing my list. Go. Okay. Of course, one of the best heroes in the business, Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love Roddy Piper. Uh, he's on both of my lists, but I always thought he was a better heel, The Rock. Mm. Yeah. Was a better heel when he was with the corporation with the McMahons. But throughout the whole Attitude Era, he was like, he was the heel that Austin was always, yeah. Always going against. He was Austin's uh, number one. Randy Orton. Okay. His 2009 run was his best run in his career, in my opinion. I almost put him on Stephanie and Vince and Shane and all that. It was great. Of course. Best number one heel turn, probably, arguably in the business, Hulk Hogan. You don't talk about heels unless you talk about Hulk Hogan. And I'm saving this one for last because this is, without a doubt, the greatest heel manager in all of the business, Bobby Heenan. <laughs> no doubt. I almost put Heenan in the entire Heenan family because he was always the heel, the yep. asshole. But then I thought if you put if you put Bobby Heenan, you're going to have to put Mr. Fuji and Freddie Blassie and... Stuff like that. That's yeah. the only reason why I didn't put. put well, him this on the opens list. up for another top five at some point. Best managers, best managers. Yeah. He's the tip top. Paul Heyman. Yep. <laughs> All right, William. Okay. So we start one through one or five. So starting five. I always start five and go up. Yeah. Okay. Right. So at five. I've got Ministry Undertaker. Yes, that's my favorite. That music was incredible. Oh, yeah. Flair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely a good one. Woo. Triple H. Yep. Yep. Hogan. Of course. And number one right now, current day, MJF. Oh, yeah. You got a couple of mine on there. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. You can't. Tell me that MJF isn't the best heel in all of the business right now. They are letting that man get away with some shit. I'm just saying. They are. He he deserves every single bit of it, too, because he's going out there and he's doing and saying stuff. He's not, the way I always put it, you can't be scared to be a heel. 
And he is definitely not scared. No. I mean, he's gone out there. I mean, I've gone out there and threatened to be shot as a heel. It, it's happened. Yeah, he is a person that you could look at and see out on the streets and you would probably be like, man, that is guy is a piece of shit. Me or NJF? Well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, you can't be scared to be a heel. No. You're going to get the heat. You're going to have people not like you. You're going to have people want to fight you. You can't be scared of that. You can't be... You can't go out there and just be like, I don't want you people to like me, and then turn around five minutes later and be like, hey, guys, it's just an act. I'm not really this guy. Yeah, and he lives his gimmick. Like, Our, he fucking lives it. It's so, the greatest thing ever. I mean, the stuff with his mom and dad with the sign, <laughs> we hate MJF too. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, fuck off, mom. And I think that's how it should be across the board. I mean, we've yeah. talked about this before, even in the indie business. Um, you know, you've got to have... I mean, you have to do it. Who are we talking about the other day that doesn't do it? Goes out. Oh. Oh. His favorite tag team partner. Your old tag team partner. Oh, yeah. He'll go out there, boo, 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 and then go out there and shake hands and try to be everybody's best friend and be like, okay, but when I'm out there wrestling, you got to make, you got to boo me. Yeah. He's actually said those words to a fan. See that? I mean, there was one night at the original UEW, (laughs) Ben was getting such good heat. There were guys, there were people throwing cigarettes at him. Like, flipping cigarettes at him. <coughs> Shit, I mean, there's stuff you can do. You can get over it as long as you don't get scared to make people hate you. It's... Yeah. Uh, okay. You go. Rebecca, what's your list? I didn't prepare one. Y'all <laughs> Great, list. Great list. Great list. So Who's the best bad guy in wrestling? <clears throat> I haven't watched wrestling in a second. Well, a second. Who was your favorite whenever you were watching? Who did you hate the most? I've never really watched WWE, but... <laughs> sorry, it's not... No, but, you're um, fine. Well, well, throughout all... I'm sorry, I'm circling back to my dad, but throughout all this, you're saying, oh, yeah, people threatening to stab this person for one Cherokee. Like, your dad... Oh, God, yeah, your dad, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Your dad is the greatest heel of all time. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, no, that's a really good one. Drew was, when he was on, he was on. <laughs> oh, yeah. People hated him. Uh, He's coming out of that fur coat. I was so jealous of that fur coat. I love that motherfucker so all much. I all of them. That's a good thing to have. Right. Mm-hmm. How many does he have? All right, your turn, babe. Three, but like I got like I collected like <coughs> three more, so like I have six fur coats now. Nice. I have a problem now. <laughs> the white one was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine uh, number five, Vince McMahon. Oh yeah. Without the without McMahon, the Austin character doesn't get off. Yeah, the Mister McMahon character that did so much I mean you never really had the heel authority figure like that in wrestling before that right I mean that changed wrestling going forward uh I've got a lot of old school <laughs> on my list uh number four Ted DiBiase uh the whole million dollar man thing yeah I'm rich and you're not uh, Let me pay you to do stupid, embarrassing stuff. Yeah. The best one is when he told the little kid, "I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can dribble a basketball ten times." 
And he's sitting there, and the kid's bouncing the ball, and he gets one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And when he's about to get that tenth one, DiBiase kicks the ball away from him. We're like, oh, you didn't do it, kid. <laughs> I mean, it's shit like that. Yes, simple but effective. I mean, that's the whole, you can't be scared to have people hate you. That was it right there. Kicking a ball away from a kid when you were going to give him money if he could do something. I mean, yep. that's that's it right there. Uh, number three, I've got the Iron Cheek. <laughs> oh, God, yes. You talk about not being afraid. I mean, that that's one of the things about 80s wrestling was the foreign heel. You know, that was everywhere. Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik. I mean, it was in all wrestling. It yeah. was... Uh, WCW had... Uh, shit, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Koloff, Ivan Koloff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like you said, uh, Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. I mean, you couldn't get away from the foreign heels. No. It was everywhere. And it's crazy because Iron Sheik, I was researching, and he was like an American hero. He did. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm just going to play this Iranian bad guy now. Was it, he participated he like the, was it a, an, he was an ambassador for the Olympics or something? He was an Olympian, I Olympian. know. Uh, number two, I've got MJF. I mean, like you were saying, just asshole plays his character to a T. Steady putting asses in seats for AEW. Yeah. I mean, the, the four pillars of AEW promo he cut the other night. Yeah. I mean, that was... Perfect. Beat him. Beat him. The one person has to be kind of skip over it. And me. <laughs> yeah. And then number one... Number one is responsible for three people on my babyface list. So you know it's a good heel when he can make three babies. And that's Ric Flair. Oh, God, yes. Ric Flair, in my opinion, is the A number one heel of all time. He's the measuring stick. It's Flair and the Four Horsemen. You know, Mm -hmm. it's basically synonymous with each other in the 80s. I'm not going to say it was just Flair because... Please let's circle back around (laughs) Arn. Please let's circle back to that later. (laughs) Oh, God. Have you seen the orange shirt? Oh, it's great. It's so great. <laughs> Spilling brains since nineteen eighty five. But yeah, Ric Flair, without him, you know, three of the baby faces on my list would have been, you know, had no direction because he made the three of them. I bet we got two of them. Probably so. I don't know who the third one is, but I know I got two of them. <laughs> so that's our list of heels in the business. Uh, go ahead, babe. Lady. Start off with your baby faces. Let's go, Lady Hampton. Well, I mean, um, if this is not on y'all's, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not on y'all's list. John Cena. Yeah, you can't talk about you baby. can't. Yeah, I mean, it how was, long? I liked him better as a heel. until two thousand seven, <laughs> at least. He I've was... never seen him. Uh-huh. You can't <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, yeah, when he started off with the Thugonomics thing and it was heel, that was good, but then it got over so much and then Vince just saw... I think Thugonomics was a good heel, though. I thought it was. Oh, it was great, but it got it got him over as a babyface when they was trying to get him over heel. Got him I mean, also from being fired. Yeah. <coughs> well, Vince McMahon hated him the first time he ever saw him. Yeah. 
Uh, saw him. He told uh, one of the backstage agents. He said, "Get that stero- or walking steroid poster out of my locker room." Because <laughs> Vince is one to talk, right? Yeah. Well, he was. They were trying to get away from the steroid image, and you know, Cena comes in and he's jacked and built, looked like a million fucking dollars, and it was you know natural. He was a bodybuilder. So he comes in like that, and Vince just sees that, and he's like, everybody's going to think steroids. Get that walking steroid poster out of here. No, we think that when Vince walks down to the ring. Right. I mean, with his bulging bangs out of his wrinkled freaking arms. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who else you got, baby? Well, one of my all-time top favorite wrestlers Okay. was also going to be on one of my emotional moments. I know. Oh, me too. Me too. (laughs) I love Edge. Love him, love him. Edge is one of those that could have been on both lists. because Yeah, I was just was, fixing to say that. Yeah, he, or baby. he was great heel, great baby. I mean, everything he did, he just knocked it out of the park. Can't do it now. Probably never could do it now. But his live sex celebration with Lita, that was kind of annoying. Flair <laughs> afterwards was hilarious. I'm so... I think Edge that heel, and I go back to the Edge and Christian five second pose. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just the fish. I promise. I don't think I want to know what y'all are talking about over there. All whisper, whisper. So it's, you saw what I saw. It's, 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 that that did not look like a fish from my angle. Oh god! <laughs> it's it's Instagram. They have guidelines. What in the hell? It's it's a fish. So yeah. Back to okay, my... back to the list. <laughs> All right, number um, three. The next three, I'm gonna. I mean, this is just me growing up and the favorites. I mean, mine and Josh's childhood, especially for two of them. Um, but Stone Cold and Rock. I mean, I know they can go on either list, but I don't put them on a hill. That's like Austin cannot be a hill. He was never a good hill. No. Um, when Austin turned and went with the. Uh, invasion when he okay, went with yeah, WCW that. and all the stuff with him and Kurt Angle trying to be Vince's best, best friend, friend and okay. shit. That was good heel work. Okay, yeah, that part was good. Alright, who's your number one? And I'm so glad he's back and I love him and I know he's not a WWE anymore. He doesn't have to be. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Bryan Danielson. Well, whatever. <laughs> the American Dragon. It's on the, it's on the chalkboard. Oh, she is. doesn't know him as American. It's okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, his WWE run, the only time they tried to turn him heel was the Eco Warrior shit. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It was okay, but it never... The belt was pretty cool. The belt no. was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. I shall go next. All right, number five. Of course, Brock. Gag. Did you say Brock? Rock. The Rock. Not oh, Brock. I thought you said Brock. She, that's why I, I swear to said God gag. you said Brock. Oh, no, Rock. Dwayne I, Johnson. It's not Rock. It's The, the rock. rock. I forgot to add the The. I'm sorry. It's rock. You talking about pineapple hair, Rocky Maivia? <laughs> <laughs> Number four. I'd like you go back. If it wasn't for player, this person would be made. Sting. Mm-hmm. Their early matches when Sting was still surfer hair. Sting back in the early, I mean, excuse me, the late 80s. Their matches at Clash of the Champions. That's what made Sting as a babyface. Yep. Number three. I had a soft spot for him special growing up. Mankind. <gasps> oh, yeah. Why did I 
did I not think of him? I mean, if you could Fuck think of you, anybody. John Cena. I'm a man. <laughs> if there's anybody else that you can relate to other than Austin, was the goofy, lovable, I, I want to win this mankind. With yeah. Socko. Socko, trying to shoot Vince in the, the hospital room. And then. Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> And then, of course, January 4th, 1999, him winning the WWF title. Oh, that'll put butts put in the, the seats. seats. <laughs> God dang it, did. Number two, of course, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, you don't think top baby faces, especially in the 90s, and you don't think Austin. Austin is the biggest draw in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, number one, probably the biggest person that Ric Flair ever made in his heel career, Dusty Rhodes. The Rhodes Horseman feud was fucking legendary. Yeah. It was, it went on for years. The breaking the arm in the parking lot of the Omni to Lord, yeah. And then when he finally beat Flair in the cage, had that big old promo, get a dream, hold on to it and shoot for the sky. Can't tell me. And then of course those oh, hard times. All his promos. Hard the hard time. times promos, the mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't take a relatable baby face. Son of a plumber, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't born into the business. No, not at all. But he made the business. He sure did. That was NWA was him and Ric Flair's stomping ground. All right, well, what you got? All right, so number five, Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Great baby face, yeah. I actually had him on my list, and then erased it. <laughs> well, I had RVD, then I erased it. Rey Mysterio, then I erased it, then I put somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, think about it. Number four, Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's not going to top any list of mine because yeah, it's Cena. It's Cena, yeah. Number three, Hogan. Yeah, Hogan was a top baby face in the 80s. I mean, that's what got me watching wrestling was yeah. Hulk Hogan. Because, like I said, Hogan is, gonna, is on both of mine. Because the NWO heel turn was probably the biggest, baddest fucking thing. The, oh my God, what the fuck just yeah. happened kind of thing. Oh, man, if we would have put who was our top baby faces when we were kids, number one for me would have been, for baby faces, would have been Kane. <laughs> no, you can ask Jennifer. <laughs> I had the Kane mask, and I would get one of her little cheer... Uh, what an cheer, improvement. Cheer pom-poms, and I would put it on top of my head like the long hair, and every time his music came out, I'd just be... <laughs> the bad thing is, that's what he had for hair, too. <laughs> so, number two on mine, Dusty Rhodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then number one, Brian Danielson. Yes. I, but I, I'm, I'm ready to see how, how much of a heel he can be in AEW. With the freedom he has. He, they probably won't do it right now for a while. I was going to say, I don't think he will be. But I don't even really think that he's go, going into it, baby. I think he's going into it just to beat everybody's ass. Yeah, he's kind of got that, I'm just going to beat the fuck out of everybody mentality. Well, see, that's one thing about AEW. There's not really a clear, defined baby heel because... Well... The elite, what MJF and his guys, the pinnacle guys, because you go out there and the elite, the crowd cheers for him. The Adam Cole baby is the loudest thing since CM Punk's first pop. Yeah, which I mean, there, but still, people are gonna cheer for who they like regardless. Right, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying they don't really have babies and heels in AEW. It's just like. I'm going to do whatever I can to get over, whether it's, you know, cheap, shit, good, whatever. 
So, yeah, I don't see Danielson turning, quote, heel. I see it as him just going out there and beating fucking ass. Yep. Let's hear your list. And then mine, you got number five, John Cena. That's who I, that was my Rob Van Dam, Rey Mysterio, (laughs) John Cena. Because, I mean, it, just because of how long he's been in the company and how long he's been a babyface, like. Yeah, for God. But to be fair, he didn't have a choice but to be a babyface. Right, Vince wouldn't turn him, but, you know, he did everything he could, you know, all the Make-A-Wish stuff he did, all the, hell, a different fucking t-shirt every other week so they could sell new merch, I mean. Yeah, he, uh, Vince, briefly, was gonna let him turn heel back in, I think, 2012, he had cut new music, bought new gear, and then the last thing he's like, no, 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 I changed my mind. So, uh, number four, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I love tag team wrestling. Goddamn Rock and Roll Express. There were no bigger baby faces back in the 80s than Ricky and Robert, than Ricky and Robert from Ricky Morton getting his ass kicked, looking at one person in the crowd, reaching for him and saying, help me. I mean, that just got the crowd going. That got everything. I had a heel team. I had a team on my heel list, and then I erased them and put uh, Ted DiBiase instead. I was going to put ECW's Dudley Boys on the heel list. Oh shit! I literally saw them almost start a riot in Dalton. You talking about fucking not being afraid? They didn't give a fuck. I mean, I would have loved to have seen peak heel asshole Dudleys against peak white meat babyface Rock and Roll Express. Oh god. That would have been a tag team fucking classic right there. But then you think other heel tag teams. You think the Midnight Express. And you think all of Jim Cornette's guys and shit like that. The Wild Samoans. You you know, all that kind of shit. Uh, And then the top three on my list. Ric Flair made all three of them. It goes from number three, Ricky Steamboat. Oh, yeah. Man, their matches in WCW was incredible. That and then... You know, Steamboat being a babyface, wherever he was, whether it was NWA, WCW going against Flair, going over the WrestleMania three match against Macho Man, to going back to WCW and the feud he had with a uh, stunning Steve Austin over the U.S. title. I mean, everything he did was just fucking money. It was magic. Even when he came back years later and had that little feud with Jericho. Yeah. I mean, still huge babyface. What you keep writing over there? I was doing my emotional thing for next week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, we've already talked about it. You know, he was uh, NWA days. That was the biggest, one of the biggest feuds for Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen was Dusty Rhodes. Absolutely. Uh, and then again, leaving there, going to WWE or WWF, getting put in polka dots and getting that shit over and everybody loving him and Sapphire and all that stuff he did. Sweet, sweet Sapphire. I mean, everything he did. Nobody else that over. Uh, the common man ring music. God, I still love that shit to this day. Oh, God, yes. And that, that cowbell? Yeah. And then number one, again, this man was made by Ric Flair, never turned heel. Uh, even when he did things that was kind of 
off from Babyface. It was just like storyline. I mean, the biggest storyline was did he turn his back? Did he turn heel? And that's Sting. You know, back when the NWO brought in the fake Sting, that was the whole thing. Did Sting really turn his back on WCW? Did Sting really go heel? Answer? Well, fuck no. Uh, The only other person that I would have put on my list, and looking down, I think I would have maybe took Cena or the Rock and Roll Express one off, was Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, God, yes. I do too. She loves me. <laughs> I had a DDP wrestling buddy. But you go through. I just saw another baby. I know. That's what I'm talking about. I've got. This is what I'm saying. I would have had him on the list. Uh, you go through. You got. You know, he was the one person that actually never went with the NWO. Yeah, never. Sting technically did whenever he became, you in, know. In the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack. And it was, you know. It was the cool babyface NWO, but it was still, you know, NWO. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page is the one person that stayed WCW. He got all the big matches, team with Carl Malone, team with Jay Leno, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if there would be an honorable mention on my list, that's who it would have been. It was DDP. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, guys, what'd you think about the list? Tell us yours. Uh, yeah, what's yours? Who's your favorite heel? Who's your favorite baby face? Uh, or tell us your favorite memory of Drew. Yeah, or tell us your favorite memory of Drew. As a matter of fact, actually, let's see if we can get this going. We're going to try to get as many people to send us a little audio. Like, we, we'll post it up on the on the Facebook or wherever on Twitter. Send us an audio of your favorite memory of Drew, and we'll play it next week. I mean, we should have done that last week. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> Good thinking, Josh. Josh, a little slow. Work uh, on your timing. Yeah, that's our top five list. What do you guys think? Uh, who should we have? Who shouldn't we have? Uh, send us a message like Justin did. Uh, I'm all. He don't know this, but he's gonna be on the podcast. I'm gonna put that message so everybody can hear it. <laughs> and uh, get him to come over with you one week. Yeah. Uh, let him, you know. See the craziness that actually goes on behind the scenes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff we don't hit record for. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. uh, Close the show out. And uh, close it out in a way we hadn't done in a while. Uh, Life lessons with a game. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, guys. What's that about mushrooms, Rebecca? Okay, so so here's what just happened. We pride ourselves here on the Turn the Buckle podcast (laughs) as not editing a goddamn thing out of our podcast. We got edited. We got forcefully edited for the first time by a damn vagina. I pushed the pause button, motherfuckers. The greatest comment to have ever been made on this podcast was made by Daughter Hampton. I'm so and proud. no one will ever hear it. What? You're not gonna play it? No, I deleted it because You, you deleted it. it? Yeah, because someone doesn't want hurt feelings. Okay, they're cut off baby. So it's okay. We won't hurt nobody's feelings. We love everyone. Said no one ever. But you best believe that would be the only time we get edited. Isn't that right, Lady Hampton? I didn't sign a contract. 
Nobody, Nobody did. Nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sign a waiver for us to make sarcastic comments on this wrestling podcast. Do you, you want to get grounded on a podcast? You, you already signed Rebecca. I have permission. Yeah, she does. Where's the popcorn? I mean, we are we are extra mom and dad over here for Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And gay dad and midget dad. Yes. <laughs> Actually, he's been rebranded to rebranded to flaming dad. Flaming dad. He said my phone is. Can I be midget bearded dad? No. I, I think I, I, you I don't get another adjective. I mean, it's midget. That's it. It's either midget or gnome. Hey, I like gnome. No, okay, midget dad. Hey, John's gonna get mad. Get back on top. We're we ain't worried about John. We're John getting... can suck a toe. <laughs> we have, we have, uh, I have him at, in the phone as Will Gay Stepdad. Gay Stepdad. <laughs> See, there you go. Wilbur. All right, but uh, whew, here we are at the end of another glorious podcast. Uh, we had our top five. Though. What are you do- Oh, I know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're not doing that this week, remember? We're going to, but she's going to close the show out. So we'll go ahead. We'll oh. go ahead and do that now. And then- <laughs> Why wouldn't we do that? Hey, I've got, something, do the whole, I've got something different this time. Drew thing for the end, and then... Oh. Okay. Okay. No well, pop this week, guys. I'm curious now. What? what, what the pop. The pop. I say pop really Josh just gets ready and he's like, okay, Josh, what time is it? Time for the pop! <laughs> but see, it's not going to happen this week. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. That was a premature pop. Premature. He's, he's used, used to, to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> All right, so we've already down. talked a little bit about Drew about um, how it doesn't still seem, seem like it's real, seem like it's actually happened. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I know he meant a lot to a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> he affected a lot of lives in a positive way. No, I just heard Will said, "Say I'm going to stab you." So <laughs> I mean, again, something your dad would say. <laughs> uh, if you're going to talk, you got to talk louder about Maybe murdering somebody. Maybe it's not murder. Maybe it's not murder. murder. They're still alive. Okay. Okay, John's going to get back. back on topic. It's also not murder if you bury him alive either. That's Continue, true. please. Something probably can't get out of the damn grave. Something like that, but his <laughs> count. That's <laughs> a technicality. Technicality. Because they're stupid. Well, yeah, technically, you can get pinned for burying them, but you can't get pinned for killing them. God, I should have never spoken. I'm going to push pause again. <laughs> they're not. Oh, you're not. You already We're going to stay off the rails and... John this is what Drew would have wanted. <laughs> Drew would have got mad if we wouldn't have done this. <laughs> but no, I mean, he meant a lot to a lot of people. I mean, when we did the podcast around the bonfire last year. That was, uh, that was really good. Actually, Thursday, it'll be a year since that yeah. podcast came out. It's crazy because we had a lot of uh, was... emotional moments. We had a lot of moments that we didn't expect happened. A lot of people opening up that we didn't think we were going to open up in certain ways. Had a paranormal experience. Yeah, Drew being here that night and all that shit. He was not just that night, that whole day. Yeah, the funeral. Can you all not watch there. TikToks while we're doing a <laughs> podcast, honey? Causing his causing My your mom to wreck. It to me. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna say it like this: If Drew decided to have anything to do with what happened Saturday night to me, I'm hurt. I, 
I'm oh, no, him in the afterlife and hurt his no, Tell the story, because yeah. this is crazy. So, Saturday was a year to the day of Drew's passing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into how he passed, but whatever. Like, everybody already knows. But I'm closing at work, getting ready, shut everything down. I'm in the bathroom. Well, there's apparently a customer in the women's restroom. And I hear her freak the fuck out. And so I finish up, come out, and I hear her husband saying, yo, call 911, someone passed out in the bathroom. So I get on the phone with the police. So turns out, chick overdosed in our bathroom Saturday night. Year to the day of everything that happened, freaked me the fuck out. Like, I was, I, I was not prepared, like, I'm used to stupid shit happening. I work for Walmart. Like, <laughs> right. Well, I can had, attest. Sorry, but Walmart is just a place. Like, we had two heifers fighting over baby daddy drama that whoa. wasn't even nobody baby daddy. Dr. Phil. Wait, what? So, apparently, okay, so one girl is the brother to the baby, or sister to the baby daddy. So, <laughs> her and the baby mama was having issues on Facebook. Apparently, they was just in the same spot at the same time, and it all boiled down to... I'm going to change and it all boiled down to drama. And then... You know why. So, we had to call the cops that night. And it was the, when I called the cops Saturday, it was the same cop <laughs> that showed up. But I will say this. He made me giggle. And it was the greatest thing ever. I had to walk out of the bathroom. Because... <laughs> actually, I walked out saying I hate you the whole time. <laughs> They gave her the Narcan. She came back, um, and he literally looked at her and says, "Hey, it's the police. You're overdosing." <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Great way to come back to life. <laughs> but yeah, so Drew, if you had anything to do with that, I'm beating your ass when I find you. <laughs> okay. Just then, while you were telling the story and we were talking about him a little. I swore I smell I smelled him like mm-hmm. won't go into detail but it's a specific scent I associate with him and I swear I smelled him that's why I was looking weirdly and sniffing I'm like <laughs> so well but that's the thing there's something that's happened with all of us yeah like one day I'm leaving work and my phone magically starts playing break things and it played out there in the pool yeah out we of were nowhere. sitting in the pool oh, one yeah. day listening literally on a playlist. And then all of a sudden... No, it wasn't even on a playlist. We had stopped the music, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere... Yeah. Play Alexa's like, things. now playing Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. And Alexa doesn't do that. She doesn't place her snow on. Yeah, like, there, there's been so many crazy things that's gone on. Like, we all know he's still here. I've had yeah. a feeling somebody was over my shoulder one day, and until I did, like, something that I was supposed to do, that's when it went away. It was like somebody was literally sitting there <laughs> on my shoulder, like, hey, you're supposed to be doing that, not that. <laughs> And whenever I'm driving home, like, late at night, I always feel him sitting in my passenger seat. You probably hear him, too. Slow down. Watch out. (laughs) Car coming. It doesn't matter with you. See, I get that. Like, in my car, um, some nights I'll sit there and I'll smell my granddad's tobacco. It just... I can't explain it. It's just feeling a presence beside you. It's just right. like, and 
you've never experienced it, it's it's just incredibly hard to try to explain or give any kind of description. Yeah, and... Well, everybody knows the feeling that somebody's watching them. So every time you feel that, you kind of wonder, what is it, who is it, and then... Is it him? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Drew, we miss you, brother. We really we do. Yeah. Big time. And every time I head to his gravesite, always something always happens. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about something. Let's talk about the funeral procession from hell. <laughs> so her, her oh, mom no. Rex in the middle of the damn interstate going up towards Ridgeland. So it's his ex-wife. Which, I can't decide if it was super fucking funny. Or coincidental. Oh, it, it wasn't coincidental at all. No, no. it wasn't. Drew was it like, was no, was <laughs> Drew cut the brakes of that other car, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, um, that... Um, what? The funniest part about that whole thing is the girl that was driving was no bigger than Daughter Hampton over here. Oh, she's like, just big. And the first two people that get out of the car are like, what the fuck's going on? Or Ben and Shane. Ben and Shane. <laughs> of all people, these girls are probably terrified to even get back in the car now. Back in the car. All right, they just slam the into a... They just slam a tiny car, slamming into a big-ass truck. <laughs> And then two guys, just about the same size as the car that they're driving, get out and are walking towards them like, the fuck did y'all do? And they're just, yeah. I would, personally, I would have been terrified. Like, I mean, not that you know Shane and Ben personally. You don't think they're that, no. you know, scary. But, like, if they were a stranger coming up to you after you just wrecked in a funeral procession, it's not going to be just a normal everyday thing. Mm. Yeah. And, like, Shane... I give hugs over the neck, around the neck, and I'm short. <laughs> yeah, I'm yep. short. How many chairs you need? <laughs> Six foot step ladder. <laughs> and I hugged Shane around the neck, and he was he was like bent over, like fully bent over to hug him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry, I need to get out of this habit. Sure do. But like this funeral, like. He just had to pick the boondocks to be buried in. I'm saying. Yeah. Of course he did. He, that's some hocus pocus no crap. No machinery could get up into that graveyard because it's like just not allowed. So. We had. His final trowel. To dig. That final rib was us having to dig his damn grave. He just sitting up there laughing at us like that. I meant to do the, that. And after the funeral we had to. Then we had to him. put the dirt back on top so. The man went out in style. He had fun with it. I'm just... Well, yeah. that's why me, the genius that I am, was like, we need to make it, you know, do like the old school grave, you know, whenever you had to do shit like that. And they would have people throw a scoop of dirt on there as they were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my, it's just... And the recent times I've been over here, over there, um, I went on Saturday and... Two yellow butterflies landed on my mother, landed on my Mima's, my grandmother's car where she wrecked, and just like kind of flew around for a few seconds. And I just looked at them and I was like, yep, he's here. Yeah. And the other time, I caught a lizard. Oh, wow. I like legit caught a lizard. And I was like, I see ya. <laughs> and during the. During the funeral, I found a scorpion on his grave. And you know, he's a Scorpio. Scorpio. Like, 
legit like and i've never seen i know there's scorpions in georgia but i've never seen a scorpion in georgia yeah that was crazy when you first told me about that i couldn't i was one of those i was like wow but uh real quick because we done kept these people waiting for a while so uh let's go ahead we'll do the uh life lessons with rebecca game so this is life lessons with Rebecca game. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess my lesson today, and I can't say one of the words, words so y'all will have to help. Yes. Well, Don't be a cunt. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. We had this set up perfect. Damn it. <laughs> and one fucker's always got to ruin it. <laughs> Leave it to the cunt. Usually that one. <laughs> it's just... Don't talk about people behind their backs. Don't do anything of the sorts. Just be a decent be a human, human, human being. Yeah, it's just, it's not hard, I promise. Yeah, Drew always said, don't just be nice, be kind. Basically what she says, bitch, you got something to say, step the fuck up. Pretty much. Yeah. God. Everybody like a shit talker. If you can't back it up, don't say it. Right. I mean, like, a girl threatened to punch me. And I said, do it. Like, I'm not going to, like, if you're saying you're going to punch me to my face, I'm like, okay, do it. And she backed down. Oh, no, please don't hit me. Most bullies will back down if, if they can't intimidate you and scare you. And once you step up, I'm like, okay, motherfucker, let's see what you got. Oh, I was, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Yeah. And she, cause she completely I, I tried to play, turn it man. around on you, uh, on me. Mm-hmm. And my dad always told me, not to throw the first punch, but to finish the fight. Yes. That is the same advice every single one of us has given her. Even mm-hmm. though she going to get her no, ass kicked. Our advice we give to her is keep your fucking mouth shut because you're going to get your ass kicked because of it. And she don't believe us. It's going to happen one day. It's going to take... Love you dearly. We love you, but yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to learn that lesson the hard way, child. Just... Yeah, just... Don't be a... Life's too short to hold grudges. There's that too. Yeah, that's a great one. Life's too short to hold grudges. If you got a grudge, if you if you holding some hate in your heart for whatever reason, find out what's going on. Sit the person down. Work it out. No, even better, let that shit go. Yeah, move on. Move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't want to talk it out, yeah, exactly. Move on. Don't hold that in your heart. You got to move on from your life. If that person doesn't want to move on, then I mean, I guess that's kind of telling you something. Maybe they're not a good person to have in your life. No doubt. Get people out of your life that you don't need in your life. Do that. Don't don't do it for them. Do it for yourself so you can move forward in life. I recently quit Color Guard because all of it was making me like just. It was toxic. And it Mm -hmm. was not good for me. And it made me cry after I get done with every single practice. Like, I didn't cry after every single practice. You know, sometimes I had good practices. Right. But it was just so bad for me and for my mental health that I didn't, that after the last draw, I just quit. Just don't stick with things that make you unhappy. You know, stick with them if they're going to be important to the rest of your life. Because sometimes you need a challenge to truly get through something and, like, learn about it. Right. Absolutely. But... If something's truly bad for for you and you're not going to get any profit from it, 
then it, you don't need it or don't need that person. I mean, even if you're gonna get, even if you're gonna profit from something, if it's not good for you mentally, you should get out of the situation. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And this, and all this toxic stuff, it, it's not just places. It's not just people. It can also be people. you it can be family, and that may, that can be the most difficult thing is having to pull out toxic family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know some people are not in the place to pull away from those toxic family members. But just distance yourself. Right. It don't, you don't... If you can't pull them completely out of your life, just distance yourself. Yeah. Like, a family gathering, don't talk to them. Or don't go. Mm-hmm. Or Yeah, or don't go. It's just... I mean, I think, uh, I think everybody in this room... Uh, well, I don't know about you, but I know most of us have got toxic family members that we've tried to work through things with, but for one reason or another, it's just it doesn't work out, and... We're not going to tire ourselves out trying to please them. We're going to move on for our lives and for our kids. If if they don't want to be around with our kids growing up, then oh well. Don't be the person somebody wants you to be. Be yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I've cut out half my family because of that. And I mean, that's kind of benefited us. Yeah, you don't get to pick and choose which kids you want to favorite. Yeah. Like, since... So, I don't talk to hardly any of my family anymore. I talk to my grandmother really about it like since my dad's mom passed away like I see my uncle or my cousins every now and again but they don't speak half the time they're my house like I choose my family I don't family doesn't have to be blood another piece of advice family is just it's not just blood it's what you make of it Mm -hmm. it can be yourself with everybody around this table is family exactly Y'all and there's, are the people I would come to if, like, anything was wrong. I could come to y'all, and y'all would be there for me in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I mean, what was it? Midnight one night when you were still living over here, you called, and we were right there. Yeah. yeah. And you don't know how much that means to me. That was... That meant everything. But the thing is, it meant almost as much for me as it did you because you were missing your dad. And you needed somebody there for you. So, I was like, surrogate dad. Yeah. But you were like, surrogate game. Because I was missing Drew, so. You were like, it's good for each other. Right. So, you were hugging me as like, I need somebody to be there as a, you know, fatherly type thing. And I was like, there, like, I need Drew. I got another game right here, you know. Yeah. Yeah, everybody at this table, we've all been through some God, these last few years, okay. we've been through some, some rough-ass shit. We've dropped too everything. many people. And, yeah. yeah, we've lost family, we've lost friends, and we've had bitter, rough custody battles. We've do done everything we can, and each and every one of these people at this table has been there for us, whether it be a phone call coming to hang out, provide food, you know, just having somebody just... Honestly, there's times where I've cried on Will's shoulders. There's times where Jennifer and Jason have had to pull me up because I've been so stressed out about stuff. There's times you got choked the fuck out because you drunk and stupid. Because of Drew. <laughs> yeah, that, was really <laughs> that was Drew's fault. Yeah. You know, I haven't listened to that podcast yet. I don't think any of us have. <laughs> I know. I wanna, like, I literally, I don't think any of us have. I listened to it 
uh, I listened to it the day after just to uh, go through, see, because I always go back and listen to the podcast to see if there's any mistakes or anything that needed to be cleaned up or anything afterwards. That needed to be edited? No, because we don't. Edited? Edit. Mom. Well, it's like podcast we did a couple weeks ago. I never corrected this. The Fabulous Freebirds was, it wasn't, uh, it was Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, not Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> I said Ronnie Garvin, and I didn't catch it till I listened back to the podcast the next day. I'm like, man, what dumbass said Ronnie Garvin? It was Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the only time I think I've even went back and listened to that one, because just because of how it went. And then yeah. the other night we forgot a match going over the results. Oops. <laughs> yeah, we still hadn't talked about that. There was another match on Rampage last week that we didn't go over. <laughs> Look, some of us do our homework, some of us do our homework day of... forget a little bit. I didn't even know my homework. It's okay. We, <laughs> no, we could have given you a heads up, but... Yeah, that would have been useful. Well, I figured if you would have had work, you wouldn't have showed up. <laughs> but like, I try not to show up sometimes. <laughs> just, well, I've given, we've given up out a lot of advice. It's just, be yourself. Don't be a... Cunt. cunt. Thank you, thank you. And we'll get out of toxic places. If you're in a place, you know, get your head right. Value your mental health. Yes. Mental we health actually health. talked about that a couple weeks ago. We made a big yeah. big deal about that just randomly out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just... So... If you have to be somebody to satisfy somebody else, don't be with that person. Yeah. Your mental health can affect your You need to remember health. this advice like a few years down the road. Yeah, yeah. When you're 16, I don't... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, legit... I almost in high high school is so toxic. I tell oh, you, yeah. oh yeah, so that bad. I legit almost talk to like nobody in my high school just because it will like not make me happy. I, it'll like, just eat you up. It'll just tear apart your soul. I got right. really lucky with my friends in high school. Like, yeah, we all had each other's back. When I got in ROTC is when I found my a group of my group of people. Other than that, I didn't talk to nobody else. Mm-hmm. It's just. I guess moving school. I have I had a lot of friends at my old school. Mm-hmm. So moving schools has just kind of like, I don't think I'm back in my flow. I don't, it's just, it's different and I'm not, like, it's just, it's difficult to adjust. I've, right. adjusted, I've adjusted, but it's like, I'm not used to it. So I just need to find my crowd again. And find your people. Find your school family. You got this family, so everything's all good. Mm-hmm. We've done did found our people. Our people are pretty pretty epic. What the hell? Yeah. Why did you just use? Oh, she said we done did. We done did. <laughs> we done Siri did. just activated. Shut up. Act- Siri know we done did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... This past... Like, I don't think I've had a normal, like, full normal school year... Since the seventh grade, I don't think anybody's had a normal school no. year for the past two years of their life. And it's just in these these past few years have sucked. They have playing out simple sucked. Well, I mean, it's it's gonna be hard adjusting to anything right now because everything changes daily. Like, are we gonna have school? Are you not gonna have school? Like, 
is, you know, the pandemic, the other bullshit. Like, it's... Right. Oh, oh, piece of advice, and it's important. Wear your mask. Or get back. That was insane. Or get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Don't wear a mask. I know. Do whatever. Everybody in this room is vaccinated. Yeah, legit. You people scared of the needles, and if you're using that as an excuse, you don't really have an excuse because, hey, anybody at this table, did the actual shot hurt? No. 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 It did not hurt. The needle does not hurt. The needle doesn't hurt, but it the, hurts the next day. The next day. day. Yeah. The next day. If you go on and you're sleeping, forget that you got a shot. <laughs> Just... But we're not going to go into Care for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Care for yourself. That's have have decency for other people, too. Yeah, because I know people, a lot of people say that a mask can't stop you from getting sick. But that's... People, that's not... You know, sometimes, you know... It can help you keep other people from getting sick. And that's being a decent human being. Yeah, and it's just like in the pack mentality. The Look out for everybody. Yeah. Drew would want us to look out for anybody and everybody we could, no matter if we knew them or not. Mm-hmm. It's just... A lot of how a lot has gone on. A lot that's been happening. A lo- it's just a lot to get used to, right? And especially the masks and the vaccines and everything that's going on and everything that happened in this past year. Just look out for others. It's it's just crazy the world we live in now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be like that for a little while. I went into my sixth grade year not knowing how to navigate my way through a hallway. I got a virtual tour of my school. Like, that's, that's just what the world's turned into now. You never know if the next day you're going to be on a computer screen or at the school. And I remember the day, it's like, this is like, you know, just two years ago. But I remember the day that we got sent home for the rest of whatever school year you mm-hmm. were in. You yeah. got sent home for the remaining of the year. And I remember the day because I went on a band trip. We came back to school, we sat in the bedroom, and we got called back to our, our home homerooms. And they gave us a computer, they gave us a charger, and they said, it's not, it's not for sure that you're going to stay home. This is just in case. It's just in case. Oh, yeah. And, and then that night, after everybody got home, they sent the text out to the parents. But I got, and we were sitting in the gym. You know, we sit in the gym, call, wait for the buses to be called out. And... Uh, Julie texted me. <laughs> and uh, were you okay? Yeah. What did you pop? Pop his wrist? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, oh, good lord. Julie sent me a screenshot of a text saying that we were going to be out for the next two weeks. That came. Two weeks turned into the entire rest of that year. I was yeah. in fifth grade. Into fifth grade the graduation. start of the next year. And it's just. For me, I like online, like, but I know a lot of people cannot learn that way. Like, even right now, I have one of my teachers missing, and it's not easy. But like, I like I liked online because I could manage my own time. But a lot of students could not do that. And just thinking about the up and coming kids going into kindergarten, or that went into a kindergarten that same year, mm-hmm. they. Never, they have never known a regular school Ooh, year. Yeah. People went in high school. They don't know how high school's gonna go. And the year of twenty, uh, the 
senior year of 2020. Yeah, the people that graduated in 2020, that was... Well, they didn't get the, they didn't get a prom. They didn't get, they didn't get graduation. Anything. They didn't get anything. Those last few years of your high school career that make everything. Mm-hmm. It didn't lost. happen for them. They really should have done something like after the school year. And they maybe, did something for the graduation, but they didn't do like another prom. Or I'm anything. hoping that the hopefully the ten year reunion, but like that's far away for them. But that yeah, can help yeah. them just a little bit. Just it's just my fifth grade graduation was a drive through. Yeah, I went. I think went through it with my sister. Yeah, it was it was literally a drive through. You got your stuff from the last year, and you left. They gave you a shirt and a bag full of your stuff. It's just we've gone over a lot, <laughs> but it's just <laughs> eventful year. Years. Yeah. It's just not the world that we used to know. Mm-hmm. And it. I don't, we don't know if it's ever going to go back to the normal we had before. And that's scary, but it's something we have to think about. Sometimes I want to go back to 2019. That was a good year. Before Rona started. Yeah. Yeah, that's why when everybody says the new normal, the new normal, you're just like, shit, no, I hope not. Mm-hmm. And disclaimer, we don't. We don't want any negativity, obviously. This is this is all about being a decent human being. Exactly. So, right. if our opinions do not match yours, what? don't come at us. us. Don't come at us. This is just agree what, to disagree. Yeah, agree to disagree. Has, has an opinion. Like, I do realize that I brought up a controversial topic. I did too. It's okay. I'm sorry. But if, like, if you don't agree, we don't with shy our away opinions, from controversy. If you don't mm-hmm. agree with our opinions, you don't have to tell us what yours are. Just we, you know what yours are. Keep it that way. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You can you can have different opinions and still be friends, still associate with people. My favorite, like, okay, I love to like, I love to debate. I love to like friendly argue about. I things. see. That's what you. That's what you should do. You should debate with people. You know, it's like, okay, well, this is what you think. Okay, why do you feel that way? Okay, well, I feel like this, and this is why. You don't go in there and scream and yell and argue and be like, well, you're an idiot because you said this. Yeah, or, no, you're wrong. This is, this is, this is true. And honestly, whenever I go into de- into debate, somebody will bring up a topic and I'll hardly know anything about said topic, but I still argue about it and make stuff up. Like, I'm like, what about this, though? <laughs> like, pulling from the little bit of knowledge I have on that thing, and I always learn more. I learn, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always learn more. I always uh, educate myself more about the topic after. It's just seeing the seeing somebody express their opinion and be so like dedicated to it. It's just interesting. <laughs> well, all right, guys, we've uh, we've kept you here a pretty pretty long while in this closing out segment um, right here. But, sorry, uh, guys. No, nah, it happens. Like you People will ramble on every now and then. She's just giving us all kinds of topics. So, we, you know, when she's not here for the next six months again, it's... She's the I'm going to be here more often. I promise. <laughs> you said that six months ago. It's the first time we've seen I'm, you. I'm sorry. I've been busy and I've had color guard, but I don't have it no more. And I'm, I haven't been going to work. Why are you not going to work? Okay, so basically, um, at the beginning color guard, I went up to my man, the owner of the okay. store, and I was like... Hold on a second. 
Okay, guys, for the uh, Turn the Buckle podcast this week, I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Rebecca Game. Daughter Hampton. Babe. Lady Hampton. <laughs> Does I have pants on? <laughs> Peace out, fuckers. Out.